I've always been a unique person, you know what I mean? Uh, sort of laid back in a way, but very adamant and very passionate about what I believe. I think a lot of times that sort of throws people off because they don't expect me to have the mindset or the process of thought that I do. And so when you come in to watch my channel, you may hear a myriad of thoughts and ideas that could be different from others. What I want you to do is just sit back, like, share, and subscribe. To receive instant notification each time I upload, please hit the subscribe button and the bell notification. Hello, 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 and welcome. So tonight is one of those topics that you're going to probably know that uh, somebody ain't going to like the answer. Somebody not going to like what was said. Somebody going to get upset. And it's all good. Hello, Anarchy. How are you? I gave you a good yabba-dabba-doo. Yabba-dabba-doo. All right. So hello, Kathy. How are you? The world... War II thing, thank you for putting that out there. Good evening, Rachel, how are you? <laughs> this is a good topic, this really is a good topic. I hope we get a good balance in the chat because that's the best time to have these kind of conversations. Yes, it is. Um, well, Black Spring is on her way. She said she'll be very late because, well, she had to go to the store and take care of something. It was an emergency. And so, uh, yeah, I think we should just dive right into it. The man and the woman relationship. <clears throat> See, I didn't say husband and wife relationship, but that's really the one we want to we wanna talk about. And um, I think that for most of us, we, you know, well, you know what, then again, I can't say what I was about to say. I was about to say how important it is for us to say, well, look, I come from here. This is how we do it. I come from there. That's how we do it. But the truth is, it doesn't matter where a person's from, their ideology as it relates to marriage is really a personal thing. But if we look at relationships that even get us to marriage, let's talk about that. What makes a woman desirable to a man? What is it about her? Is it just the way her hair smells, you know, of roses or whatnot? Uh, men that are in the chat, I think we've only got one. What makes a woman desirable to you there? It looks like there's only one. Oh, wow. Is it the way she combs her hair? And anarchy, it's going to have to be about you. 
what is it? Some people would say that it's her, you know, her kindness, her gentleness, all those things. Some people would say that it's, you know, the fact that she loves God. Up, oh, this is Black Spring. Hello, lady, you're live and on the air. Oh, okay. Hold on, folks. Okay, so it looks like she's live, but she's not live. But you are live now. Um, are you? You're coming, right? Yeah, it'll probably be like um, like thirty minutes, like forty. Okay, minutes. we're gonna wait for you for forty-five minutes. And so what we're gonna do right now is we're just gonna start talking about what makes a woman desirable to a man. Okay. Okay. I mean, you, you're yeah. on, you're I'm on. on well, right? you're on live. You're with us okay. live right now. You say hello to Rachel. Say hello to Kathy. Say a hello to Anarchy. Hi guys, I'm 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 in a line. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll call you. I'll text you. All right. Well, you already got your link. It's in the email. All right. Okay. So, okay. I think what uh, I don't know. I mean, I asked one of my sons, and one of my sons was like, "If she's nice," and this is somebody who's like thirty. Uh, so I'll just tell you what really should make uh, a woman desirable is, is that, you know, her love for the word, her love for God, the fact that she is chaste when he meets her. These are, these are optimal things. Now, these aren't things that are definite. And I, again, I'm coming from a place of a mom. What would I like to see one of my sons bring home? I'm going to tell you about a couple of nightmares and then I'm going to continue my description. The first nightmare was somebody who looked like she was absolutely um, out of this world. She, um, she, she was similar to somebody that you might see at, oh, gee, this is sort of difficult to say because she may be listening, but bless her soul. Um, she looked like a little bit of a, a rough side of the mountain type chick, but I don't mean, you know, one of the girls who were just, you know, out there in the, in the, in the hood, cause you can find some hood girls that are sweetie pies. Case in point, the final one that he got is a awesome doll. But there was one who was a bit contentious. She was a little sneaky. Uh, she looked like she had been around the block, but contrary, you know, contrary, she she really didn't. Her parents raised her pretty well, but she just went out there on her own and uh, started living a life that was really not good. And so I, I just, you know, I felt like I could work with this one, but she just had so much deceit that was in her, very sneaky. And I kept trying to figure out what it was, but then I thought about it. Maybe she gets it from her mom. Maybe her mom is deceitful. Maybe her mom is sneaky. You know, maybe her mom is cunning. And when I met her mom, she was exactly that. And the child really, she really was a sweet little girl. I don't think she meant any harm, but she had that rough side of her that you could see that, you know, she would take a million dollars from you if you had it in your sleep. And so it was the cunning type uh, that she was. And so because of that, I really didn't care for her. I didn't trust her much. Uh, there was also an another one um, that had been living a life that was really rough, but she didn't do it because she, she didn't live like that because she, um, she lived like that out of necessity. She really did. And uh, for a second, she and I clashed for a minute, but there was something about this one. It was just something about her. I think it was the ability to listen. She had the ability to listen. And that's the characteristic that I want to hone in 
from the female standpoint. The characteristic of listening and being responsive to information is what this young lady had. Hence, she is the best mother of my two grandchildren, one with special needs. Um, they both had special needs, but the little girl, she worked and worked and worked with therapy and everything. And she's no longer, you know, in that really bad danger zone or category, but the son, the grandson, he of course is. Um, and this young lady, she's, she's off the chain. <laughs> um, my grandson is a special needs baby. He uh, cannot walk. He is partially blind. And when I tell you there has never been a time that I have seen this child without clean clothes. I'm not talking about new. There's a difference. When somebody's got on new stuff all the time, you're wondering where's the other stuff. But no, this baby is always clean. His teeth are always brushed. His skin is always oiled. You can tell she takes time with this baby. You can tell she takes time with my granddaughter. And she was the one who was very rough when you think about the lifestyle that she was living. We clashed and I challenged her one day in a conversation. And that challenge was, I need you. <laughs> I'm being so transparent here. But I told her, I'm looking for moxie. I don't see no moxie in you. And usually my son would pick somebody similar to me, but I don't see no moxie. And she didn't, she wasn't pregnant at the time. None of that. I told her, I said, the lifestyle that you've chosen to live is one that'll cause you great harm. And if you want to get out of that, it's going to take you a little moxie. Well, let me tell you something right now. Girlfriend has shown me moxie for the past eight years because this young lady is smart with her money. She is smart with with her children. She is smart with finishing her education. This young lady was a homeless person, but now she has a place to stay and she uh, has faith. I hear her talk about God, not the way that we do, but she does make references and she does make references to the fact that she prayed. She takes care of her household from the rip. Off rip, it's her kids. Off rip, nothing that she has is better than her children. You know, sometimes you'll see some young girls and they are absolutely flossed. They're best. They're best. They got it on their back. And their children look like what happened. Well, I'm going to give you the principles of a woman who is like that. Where do those principles come from? When a younger woman can listen, God will move on her behalf, even in her simpleness. If there are simple parts of her, God will still move on her behalf. And over time, as she begins to trust him more and more, things will change. Another young lady I knew had, she was literally in her second year in college. She had to be about 19. She lived on the door in the dorms. And uh, I always wondered why she monitored every single dime that she had. And, and, and it wasn't like a regular, well, it's become my, it's my money type of monitor. No, 
the way she monitored her money was, I don't want to be homeless. And I said to her one day, you don't want to be homeless. I said, baby, you're only 19. What do you mean you don't want to be homeless? I don't want to be homeless. She'd been homeless with her mother and her father. And what she began to do was save every extra dime that she could. For example, when she got her tax return check, she would pay her little rent three months in advance. Now, there's some states that don't allow that, but whatever for the whatever the reason, her landlord did. <clears throat> and they took three, four, five, you know, six months sometimes. The last time I spoke to her, it was paid up six months in advance, and she was still going to school. She didn't eat outside the house. She made sure she made her food at home. This was a kid, but she had been through so much trauma in her life that she decided that she was not going to be like that. She had a big savings that she had chunked away for herself by working a second job in tandem with the job that I knew her from as well as going to school. And it was the fear that propelled her into making sure that she saved and she would buy groceries and she would buy sound things. She was always different than all the other girls that worked for us. But when I noticed how frugal she was, I said, how do you do it? How is it that you do that? And she began to tell me why she did it. The reason why was because her mother was uh, on drugs. A great part of her life were building the foundation for what makes a young lady a good, a good candidate. So her mother had been on drugs for a great portion of her life, and she did not want to end up without. Because with her mom, she did. And with her mom, her mom would then end up, you know, getting guys that treated her bad. And so what she said is when she got away to school, she made sure that A, she wasn't going to have any kids unless she was really ready. And B, she did not want to have kids because she didn't want to end up like her mother and have unhealthy men around. And so she made sure that she did what she could. Now, you would hear those stories and you say, okay, well, yeah, she does sound like she's a smart girl. Um, I, I would say that she's not even dateable right now, but because of all the things that she has in her mindset about young men. But what I'm saying is there are certain core characteristics that come from a woman's life that make her who she is when you meet her, sir. There are certain things that she has gone through in her life that makes her who she is. And those things, whether they be good, whether they be bad, whether they be mama's dirty old boyfriend, whether they be, you know, the fact that uh, her soccer coach treated her poorly when she was in school. All of those things make up who she is when you get her. So that is a couple of good characteristics. Now, let me fast forward. The scripture that tells us who can find a virtual woman, who can find a virtual woman? Well, you can when you look for, when you find Sophia. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. Her price is far above rubies. Paraphrasing and putting her all in one big bowl, her children rise up and they call her blessed. Her husband has a good reputation because his wife is a good thing. Because his wife understands the essence of taking care of her home. She's also a businesswoman, but it doesn't mean that she's a woman who leads. She actually is a helpmate. She considers a vineyard and she she purchases it. You know, she is a businesswoman, but she does not do things in lieu of or, or in spite of her family. 
She does it with them in mind because she rises up early and she takes care of the home, but she's in a specific lane. But that trait and those traits come from somewhere. Could it be that she learned that from her mother? She learned that from her great mother, great grandmother. She learned it from her grandmother. She learned it from an aunt. She learned it from a neighbor. She learned it, but she had a pliable and a, a pliable heart and a heart that was willing to learn. Could it be that? Yeah, probably was. No one is, you know, perfect by themselves. There has to be some input. And unfortunately for most of us women, especially in the black culture, some of that input is not always good. So let's talk about this. I see that Ronnie says he came in for a brief minute to share one extremely important word characteristic, <laughs> loyalty. There you go. And that one girl that I told you guys about that was sort of cunning that I could see that I didn't think she would match our family too well. That's what she had. She was very disloyal and it proved out several years later. All right. So let's look at some of the things here. I want to see what the men have to say. Um, let's see. The world tries to draw women away from what it is that men find attractive. And Deplorical says, what I notice first about a woman is whether she is confident enough to be feminine. Wow. Man, I want to send him a link. <laughs> that is a powerful statement. Ladies, did you see that? And if you're single and you saw that characteristic, listen, to, look at what he just said. The first, what I noticed first about a woman is whether she is confident enough to be feminine. That says a lot. Let that sit right there. Say law on that. If you just think about that, to have confidence enough to be feminine, that is so powerful. I was an old gentleman that I used to work uh, with. He was actually the grandfather of the owner of the company. And when I wore dresses to work, I wore dresses pretty much every day, but there was a certain type of dress I always noticed he would perk up around. It was an A-line dress. For whatever reason, he just loved, hello, how are you today, Miss Felicia? How's everything going? And I said, I'm good. You look mighty nice there. I really like what you have on. I said, you know what, Pop? I learned, they called him Pop. I learned every time I wear a dress, I notice that you like, I love a lady in a dress. There's just nothing more feminine, he said, than a lady in a dress. And whether you ladies know it or not, do you notice you act more feminine when you dressed, when you put on a dress? Some may say, no, I still, you know, I, I still feel like I feel. I still act like I act. But a lot of times what you wear really does make you. And it also goes beyond just the what you put on. It's how you conduct yourself. It's how you conduct yourself. And that is really important. So I like that tip there. And that's a good way to start the conversation. That's a good way to, to throw it out there. Um, the next thing is said is men really aren't attracted to independent women. Men need to be needed. Oh, boy, you better come on here. He's absolutely right. When you start that, I'm an independent woman and I don't need no man, you can believe you're going to be either used or you'll be left alone. Because like he said, a man needs to be needed. I mean, what good, you know, if a guy has a tool belt, it's because he likes to use it. <laughs> Intelligent, attractive, good head on her shoulders, honest, bold, creative, strong, loving, 
But my young rump back in the day probably kicked that girl to the curb and I should have kept her. Hmm. If I should have, would have, could have. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. All of the above. And that's, you know, really what happens is a lot of young women are like that. And sometimes, you know, she's too good to be true. Well, there's women who have that problem too. A lot of girls have that problem too. Well, he was just too good to be true. I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't help it. I didn't want to be one of just something about him. Yeah, it was something about him. He was a good dude. And because you continuously used to arguing and fighting, you can't kick it with, you know, you can't kick it with somebody who's nice. The only thing is I don't think I can find the woman of my dreams where I live now. It's probably why I have been single for so long. Hmm. I don't know. She might be right up under your nose. You know, you never know. Uh, Deplorable says it comes from thousands of years of human struggle, and that was the way families worked best. That's true. Let's see. Gilmore says, I am just listening. I love nice, kind, and peaceful women, and that's because you are a nice, kind, and peaceful man. He is the kind of gentleman who thinks he has a lot to say, but he doesn't always display it. What he has to say, Charles Gilmore, he says, but it comes after much thought. Even though he's intelligent, he does not always lead with words. He has the character of a very noble man. And so for him, he'd love a nice, kind, and peaceful woman. That's the operative word. Because for him, he is a very peaceable man. And so a lot of women will get with good guys like that and they don't understand how to love them. And that's important. A woman has to know how to love a type of man or the type of man that if you're talking marriage, that God has placed before her because he will have found her. Yeah, he would have. Yep. And then Rachel says, abuse can take femininity and crush it. Yes, it can. And we're going to get there too. And then if a woman takes away my peace, it won't work. <laughs> I just said that. <clears throat> I just said that. I knew that it would not work. So let's go back up here and let's look at one thing. Um, I do want to show you guys, uh, and I think we've already looked at it once before, but we're still going to look at it tonight in context. And that is uh, one of the videos that I made a while back, and it dealt specifically with why do women cut up the way that they do? You know what I mean? Um, and, and it's, and it's a real big question. It, you want to understand why we behave the way that we do? Why do we act how we act? And, and, you know, what makes us feel as if, you know, we've got it all together for many years. And again, I will say this, there's a lot of women who feel like they are so strong that they have to behave in a, in a certain way. Somebody taught them that rhetoric the grandmama or somebody taught them that rhetoric. And what ends up happening is she ends up running her household that way. And then she finds herself alone. She, she learned how to be an independent woman. She learned how to be a woman who don't need no man. And while she knew all of that was going on in her life, she ended up running away some pretty good dudes. She ran away a couple of Ronnie Manns. She ran away a couple of, uh, you know, Mr. Gilmore's. She ran away a couple of these guys and now there's nothing that she can do. She can't get that time back and he's, he's gone. 
And so what is it about a woman that would make a man not want to be there? Well, it's to me, especially looking at some of my sons and then even some of the ladies that I've spoken to over the years, sometimes it can be that outside influence that tells her how to handle him. Let that sink in. <clears throat> you have somebody else in your life telling you how to handle the man that you got. And she's always in your ear. Some people will say, well, it must be the sister or the friend girl. It must be that. No, sometimes it's the mama living vicariously through the daughter and trying to navigate the relationship in a place that she would want it to go because vicariously she wants to be the daughter. She's living through the daughter and basically she's ruining the daughter's relationship. So that is that smothering mother. That's the mother who always wants to tell him what to do. I sat back and I watched the young ladies. The one that I told didn't have no moxie was she had gotten herself into something really big. And uh, I said, uh, yeah, well, you need to pull out that moxie to get out of this. And she did just that and has never looked back, right? But it was never one of those things where I never thought that she could do it. She does it and she does it well right now. Um, so when you look at the relationship and the dichotomy between the mother and the daughter, and then you find out how the daughter got the way that she did, most men say if they look at a woman and she has a beautiful mom or whatnot, then they, like my mommy, my mommy, my, my, my birth mother is deceased, but my stepmom, my, my stepmother is a beauty and I call her mom. Um, but what I love about her the most is there, you, there's not another lady like her. There's not another lady like her. And she is the type of woman that is beyond virtuous. She is beyond virtuous. And I love that about her. Um, she is the type of lady who would not put my father's business out there in the streets. Uh, when they were married, she never told his business. She never, ever told his business. Everybody else may know what was going on out in the world, but she would never speak on it. And his clothes always stayed clean. And the house was always immaculate. And she always did everything that she was supposed to do so that God would not have to deal with her, right? And that's what made her different. And that's what made her worth everything and more. And to me, because how she treated me was exceptional. She treated me as if I was her own child. And I love her for that to this day. Um, <clears throat> we are going to watch a video and I want to open up to you guys. I don't know how many people have seen this. Well, I know that you guys probably haven't seen it because I have 37 views on this one. And I'm glad that I do because I want you guys to literally watch this. And I want you to see uh, if this is the kind of woman that you are. Um, and uh, yeah, so we'll just, we're just going to be a little transparent on this right here. And I hope that you guys can hear it because you know, I am, I'll be jacking stuff up. All right, you guys, here we are. I want you to see this right here. Let me know if you guys can hear this. Are you the woman that always has to be right? Is anybody else in the conversation ever going to get a word in edgewise? Do you feel like you have to push your way in to make sure that people know you mean business? Well, can you hear that it? was me many years ago. Back in the 80s, while my former husband was military, I remember us being in a really big quandary. We had a big problem and it was because I had a big mouth. I really did. 
I was in the grocery store with him. We were in the commissary and there was a really rude cashier. Now looking back in hindsight, I could have handled the situation differently. But at that time, I had to let her know that she needed to get it together. <laughs> let me tell you what happened. After I let her have it and snatched that receipt out of her hand and pushed those carts because we had four kids and a whole bunch of groceries, pushed those carts out into the parking lot, I felt vindicated. I felt like I was right and she was wrong and I put her in her place. Yeah, I felt like that until the first sergeant called both my husband and myself in his office and he let us both know, sir, if your wife doesn't get it together, she can go home because we did not issue you a wife at all. So if she can't act correct, when she goes into any public place on this base, she will find herself back in California. They also let my husband know that if I stayed and I kept cutting up like I did that day with that cashier, that he would lose either money or stripes or both. So the topic that I wanna talk about today is are you an embarrassment to your spouse? Women, do you cut up so bad that your husband cannot hold his head up? When, here's a good one. When you go to your family's house with him, to his, his family, do you cut up? And do they think to themselves, oh my God, I don't mind if he comes, but she just acts so ugly. Are you the spouse that gets upset with your husband in a public place because he's just not doing something your way? Do you lambaste him and talk down to him in the presence of others? Ah, now here comes the good stuff, right? This is the good stuff because these are the questions that I have to ask. And I want to tell you something. It's okay because if you are that woman, I want to encourage you today to take a couple of steps back, look at the situation, and remember there is a tomorrow. If you cut up like that today, there will be a tomorrow. Will the ramifications of your actions cause a depletion in his pay? Will the ramifications of your actions cause him to pull away from his family a little bit when you really all could just get along? If that's the case, then I want to encourage you today to deepen your prayer life. Get closer to God. Ask God to examine you. You begin to examine yourself. So often we as women want to pray, God, change my husband change the circumstances, change the situation, Lord. We want to do all of that, but rarely do we say, God, fix me. That's a very, very humbling thing to do because it requires that we look at ourselves. It requires that we admit when we're wrong. And that's what I want to encourage you today. If you're listening to me, I want to encourage you to be the examiner of yourself, not of the circumstance, because those people who cut up and act wrong like that gal did at the store that day, I'm sure that her behavior eventually bit her in the rump later because she probably pulled those same stunts she did with me on somebody else. But imagine the difference had I handled myself differently, right? So I want to encourage you, don't embarrass your husband at the barbecue. Don't, don't embarrass your husband when you go to his uh, job picnic. When you go someplace and you think that there's somebody out there that he might be picking at, looking at, or maybe the boss has been really rude to him and prevented him from being there for the baseball game for your son or your daughter the weekend before, don't do it. 
Find out what God needs to correct in yourself. What do I need to do to be more fitting to you? And when you begin to do that, you will begin to self-correct. And you'll see that all the situations and the problems that you may have thought you had really aren't as big as you made them out to be. This is Felicia Lockhart, and this is the Lockhart Perspective. Yep, that really happened. They carted me into the office and they said, uh, hello, how you doing? I said, I'm fine. And I felt like I was being called into the principal's office. My husband was there as well. And uh, he goes, yeah, so I heard you had a problem there at the commissary. I just want to let you know. And he rattled it out and I said, no problem. And I realized at that point that even though, yeah, she was rude and she was probably trying to tell on me before I told on her, um, yeah, didn't do that anymore. And it was not just that type of situation that could have bled over into many other arenas. And so I learned, uh, thank you very much, Paralysis. I learned from that point forward that the way that that woman in Proverbs 31, 10 through 31 was known, her husband was known at the gate was because of actions like that. If she had handled it different, if I had handled it differently, that would have went and added to his game. You see what I mean? He's got a good wife. You know what I mean? That would have been yeah, his wife. She's, she's a nice lady. That would have puffed him up some. Believe it or not, he would have got those kudo points, right? He would have. So conversely, when you cut up and you act opposite, he gets that too. He gets that too. He may get it where people don't know. You know, he, he doesn't know that people are talking about him, but he gets it. He gets it. He gets it. And conversely, when you're a good chick, he gets that too. So that's the point is, are you that chick? Which chick are you? <laughs> Will the real chick please stand up? Let's go to a few comments we have here. Um, deplorable, uh, oh, paralysis by analysis responds to deplorable and says an ideal relationship would result in neither party being overbearing. However, women will neither respect nor tolerate men who they can dominate. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. But a good woman will realize that if a man is soft-spoken, that that's just his character and that's who he is, right? Do you think so, Paralysis? I think a good woman will say that's just his character and he's just a gentle soul. But he is, he's, I'm not going to run over him. He can still be, he can still be all of that. But she has to have the wisdom to say, he's just a gentle person and I'm not going to treat him like that. Even though I could, I'm not doing that. That's a woman, that's a lady. Okay, evening, Anthony. And then let's see, uh, the plural says one of the pair will need to be the 51% and the other will need to be the 49. And both must be comfortable with that ratio no matter what, because it will show it will always be. Now, how will always be? And I was taught from the old school that the woman should be that uh, she should be able to take down that she should not be the person who, who's the leader. A lot of times uh, what she showed me and her husband's has, has passed away now, but <clears throat> what she taught, what she taught us, the, the younger women was, you know, if, if he's an argumentative guy and he's just, or he's a big soft, he's a big softy in the heart, but he's a big bear around the house. Do this, do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. She just said, let him argue by himself. He'll be okay. He can't do it forever. She says, our neighbors just hear him ruckus in, but they never hear me respond. And he was, a, he was a big bear. That's all he was. I mean, you just heard him. Well, he was, he was a um, Creek Indian, full blood, born on a reservation. So he had a fiery personality. And she just understood, you know, being Blackfoot Indian, she understood 
the order of things and how things should be. And she just let him be. And he, when we, when you meet, when you met him, you knew that he was just a big softy in his heart, but he was just, but she allowed him to be. And because of that, they were able to raise six children, you know, and until he passed away, they were together. She's not married another man. And she even says, because she'll never find another one like him. But some other woman would have saw that personality and she would have started to be contentious and get right back in there with him. And she wouldn't have understood that's just the way he is. It doesn't mean anything personal. She just understood that's just who he is. He's a little crank box. And I could not understand how come sometimes she would buy like, she would just come up to him. Hello, my king. How's it going? And I'm like, you're king. Kick him in the shins. Why don't you? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's a big meanie. But as I got to learn and know him, I then began to see him a different way because of how she treated him. I saw one day, oh my God, he's just like a big baby. And he's, but she loved him and she handled him. And, and, and there was no other woman. That that would have ever done for him. Deplorical goes on. Uh, Anarchy says, Deplorical, I have uh, not found the woman that completes me to the point of actually wanting to have children. It's not that I don't want to have children. I do one day. That's a blessing to know. And it's sad to see that there is a woman out there that's missing a kind or a good guy, right? Hello, Unique View. How are you? Rachel says, um, I've had days that I've been a real handful. Most women, if they're honest, will tell the truth and shame the devil. Yep, we'll do that. Most women will tell the truth and shame the devil and be honest and say, yeah, we have. I mean, I was as transparent as I could be in that video. <laughs> I mean, I had to, I let it out there. And I think I let it out there because I really wanted to heal somebody else or to help somebody along the way, which was the purpose of making the video. Anarchy uh, Television Deplorable says, Take it from a 58-year-old that thought the exact same way. I don't have any kids. Got to get busy while you still can. And the one good thing about a man is that you can have them until you're 100 years old. I don't think you'll feel like running after them or playing with them at the skate park, but hey, who knows? <laughs> Many thanks. This is gold, Susan Donahue says. As you get older, time starts to literally haul rump. If you wait, it'll pass you by. Go for it, my friend, and pick the best girl you've met and put a ring on it. Well, okay, what is the best girl? Is it the one that, that I mean, what is the best girl? I don't know. I'm going to leave that there because that could be, it could be a couple of things. <laughs> put a ring on it. Okay, but that's true. You know, find, find a good girl. Um, well, if that woman exists, our paths need to cross and it will, and you will find her because the Bible says that a man that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. He seeks after her and then he finds her. You know, it's, a, you know, it's a lot of these girls are like, just go up to the man and tell him this and tell him that. Don't y'all do that. That stuff that people brought up right now for nowadays, that stuff's not healthy. If you do that, then you'll be trying to chase him for the rest of the marriage. You'll be running after him for the rest of the relationship. And who wants that? Nobody wants that. God makes sure those paths cross. You just have to be ready when it happens. I think the Bible called it having your lantern ready. This is good. This is good. Anthony says, um, the Lockhart perspective makes my day. <laughs> I'll be good. I'll be good. I'll be good. <laughs> that is too cute. Paralysis says uh, a woman who can understand a soft-spoken man 
who would certainly be a lady in and a treasure. However, this is a tough world. The man can be soft-spoken, but still, even silently, be able to take command. And it really doesn't have to be that way. If, you know, I, I think that's the sad part is that a man would have to take command. I had a friend who's, uh, rest his soul right now, he passed, he passed away. Um, but he was, he was a virgin when he married my friend. My friend was the woman who had been out there in the world. And uh, he was raised a godly man, but he was a very gentle, firm man. He was very strong. Michael was very strong. And Melinda, his wife, was my friend. And she too was strong. But I recognized that because they were both in Christ and both deeply indebted to the word, I saw the dichotomy of man and wife through them work beautifully. She did stay at the house and raise my godson, who's now like in his like mid-20s, almost, almost. Yeah, but yeah, mid twenties. Um, she raised him. She took care of the house. She made sure that everything was about Michael. Everything was about Michael. If we had tea or coffee, we had to be done before Michael came home. The same with me. I had to make sure that if, you know, I had to be done with her so that I could get to the house for my husband. But there were things that I saw in Mindy that were so outstanding. She would manage the household with the money that he gave her to take care of. He had diabetes all of his life and it was type one diabetes. And he knew that he would not be around forever. He knew it. He was a prophet, but whoa, what kind of boy, this cat was off the chain too. Um, <clears throat> he was not supposed to live to be 12. He was not supposed to live then to be 18. Then he was not supposed to be 25. Then he was not supposed to be 30. Then he was not supposed to be 35. He was not supposed to be any of those ages and he made it and then he passed away. But when he passed away, he made sure that Melinda's name was on zero, on nothing, zero. He could never get insurance because of the health challenge that he had. And um, because of that, he, um, he made sure that she had no debt when he left. It was a hard thing. The cars went back. He leased them so that she didn't have to deal with a lot of stuff. Nonetheless, let me just tell you that he did everything that he needed to do to make sure that once he passed away, she had zero debt. He knew he was going to die. He knew it. But he lived his life in such a way, and she lived her life in such a way. Let me tell you something. This couple was so off the chain that while he was getting parts of his body removed as he was ill, she stayed faithful. All while there were things that he had to have a, a, a toe amputated and then another toe and then, a, and, then a, and then all these different parts of his body had to begin to become amputated. He was on medication around the clock. She kept the house. She kept her son. She took care of her husband. She kept the house. She kept her son well. She took care of her husband. More and more began to be um, cut off of him, and he ended up having to have one of the guest bedrooms in the house because it became too unbearable for him to sleep at night. Um, and he said he didn't want to keep her up. Well, he needed certain things, and it just was not comfortable for him. So she put him up in one of the other rooms. One night, he expired. One night, he expired. She said that she had gotten into the place where she would um, 
listened for him as he slept. And one night she heard him make a noise. And this noise sounded like somebody letting out a lot of air. She said that when she heard that noise and it sounded like somebody let out a lot of air, she said the Holy Spirit told her that was Michael. So she jumped up out of her sleep when she heard this huh, noise and it was him and he was gone. Let me tell you about a superwoman who believes in a super God. My friend jumped up on top of her husband, laid face to face, chest to chest, and screamed at him and said, man of God, your time is not up. Get up. And he coughed. And he was back. She did that two more times in their relationship over that next year. And he was back. And he would get up and he would go to work. At night was when he would travail through his pain. But in the daytime, he did what he needed to do to get back and forth to work and do everything as if he, you know, never missed a beat. Because he loved her so much, the, le the last time he did it, the father visited her and told her that the reason why she did not hear it this time was because he asked God not to let her hear it. First time she heard it, the second time she heard him. And on that third time, she said, I was so hurt because at this point, the paramedics were there and I was still talking to him. And I was still talking to him. And I was still telling him, get up, get up. But she was too late because he had passed at least an hour before. So what is a virtuous woman? Where would you find her? Where does one find her? Does one find a virtuous woman in the club? Does one find her at the dry cleaners? Do you find her you know, where do you find her? Do you find her on Instagram? Do you find her at the grocery store? What do you do until you find her? Do you put place markers in the way? Is that what you do? Do, do you just take and put a little place marker there? Do you allow that woman's spirit to jump on you and then you carry a little piece of her with you? Who can find a virtuous woman? Who can find her? Ask for her. Ask for her. Pray. God, if you'll give me a good woman, I promise I'll take care of her. That's a prayer. It's a negotiation between you and our father. I promise that I will take care of her the way you told me to take care of her. I promise that I will love her the way you love the church. That's a prayer. I promise that I will make sure that any children we have will be raised in the fear and admonition of you, Father. I promise. That's a prayer. There is a difference. And that is a prayer.
when you make that negotiation and that step with our Father and you say, I promise that I will do your will and I will do it your way. And then you keep it because it is better for a man to not make a vow than to make one and break it. So when you find her, then you know, right? Susan Donahue, thank you so much for that. I appreciate you a bazillion. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How sweet. She says, with many thanks and much love. And the same to you, sis. I appreciate that. That 1999. There's something about 1999. <laughs> I like the 99. I love it. Um, that means a lot to me. Thank you so very much. Um, that's a sweet thing. Now, I want to also say that Black Spring is in the house. What's up, Black Spring? Are you there? Or are you getting those straight? Oh, I'm on mute. <laughs> hey. Yikes. How are you guys? <laughs> We're doing good. We're doing good. Um, yeah. So we're having some good, we're having good conversations. We're, you know, finding out a lot of good stuff. We're talking about a lot of good things, but you know, right now we're on the woman. We're on the woman. When these guys find these young ladies, you know, do they know what a good woman is? What is the criteria? And we're going to get on the chick in a minute too. What is the criteria when a man is looking for a woman? What do you think it is? You have any cousins or brothers or anybody that you can think of that, you know, you know, you know, you know, you're looking for you're looking for it for inspire for a figure that I think has what it takes or <laughs> however. I mean, you know, because I think we all know some good cats that are dealing with some chicks that are pretty raunchy and we would not want him to be with her. So I don't know. Just go ahead and tell us what you think. OK, for in terms of a woman. Well, I guess I hate for the lack of a better phrase or term. This sounds cliche, but I'm a bit old school when it comes to, I think that it's easy to kind of get lost in, in, in fairy tales or what, or what other people have, you know, kind of told you or what you've maybe even seen in Hollywood or, you know, little fairy tales or things that are just not quite real life. And, but I think that there's some, just, there's some basic things that women's, women need to know how to do and they should be but I think that comes from kind of grooming a woman to be a woman like I mean like nowadays I think many people can't do very basic things I think there should be um I think it's great if a woman can cook if she can clean if she can do things and I'm not saying that that, that it's a, a total subservient um position I'm not saying she has a utility position but I'm saying that there's there's things that she should be able to make a home and she should also be able to walk away from that home and things not fall apart. I think that, you know, it's there has to be some kind of, you know, a, there should be a level of kind of synergy between um, the man and the woman. I mean, she knows what to do, but she could also help him so that he is not that he can survive, you know, and I'm not saying he can put things in the microwave, you know, I'm not saying that he's limited to microwaving meals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he can't do anything but microwave these meals and, 
that's not what I'm talking about, but I'm just thinking that it's, I think it's, it's not, I'm not going to use the word partner or any of these alternative uh, terms or, or values, if you will, but I'm thinking that, that the woman should be able to do things to make things nicer for, not just for him, but for her, for the, for the unit, like just domestic, some of the, do the domestic stuff, the basic domestic things. Um, and I'm going to be honest, I haven't really run into anyone that I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I think that comes from, because I think because of, because of the examples that I had around me, I don't really answer that question with a, with a, an exact formula because I think I've learned what not to do, ma'am. All right. Amen. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? I'm I've picking learned, it up. I've learned what not to do. Okay. And, um, and I think, but I think now people are more concerned about their, you know, some of the younger people or even people my age, they just don't really have, they expect people to be perfect in every, and they just want to give up when they find that they, that there's a flaw when the pressure is on, that's when you really start to see, um, things start to kind of fall apart. I mean, and if she can do all, do these nice domesticated things, great. But as soon as some real pressure comes along, I think it becomes a test, like maybe whether it's uh, financial issues or whether, you know, you know, what maybe the guy's kind of, maybe, maybe somebody has some insecurity issues, but I just don't think it's possible to know a person a hundred percent because I think we're human beings. But I think because we're accustomed to things that are more, you know, visionary or fairy tale, I think things kind of fall apart for people. And I think they yeah. end up with people for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Do you think the media has anything to do with what is shaped oh, yeah. as a woman nowadays? Oh, yeah. I absolutely, I absolutely think that's that's a part of the, the issue. The images, you know, and like many people, like I, I've heard of, I've heard women in my family. Let's just keep it all the way. Let's keep it all the way, you know, 100. Yes. Let's keep it organic. Yes. Let's keep it organic. Let's keep it organic. I've heard women say, well, how much money does he make? Like that, that's all, that's all they want to know. And, and, and honestly, if you meet somebody that, that doesn't work, well, he, he really shouldn't have a chance, right? Like, well, I don't he's think he's never worked. If, yeah. he's, if he's not working, he's never worked or he's always in and out of a job. Like if he's been in and out of a job for the last five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years, there's a pattern there. Mm -hmm. There's a pattern there. But I'm also not saying that you should go out there and say, oh, well, you know, if he's not making this much money and he's not driving this kind of vehicle that you need to, you know, in the words of my late aunt, she used to say, honey, you can always throw him back. Throw him back. <laughs> she talked about this. <laughs> like, I wish I had thrown this one back. So what was she doing? <laughs> testing him out? Every every cat just test the cat out. Oh, I don't know. Throw him back. He's not a good one. She could always have the prescription for everybody else. But, you know, she wasn't throwing anybody back. She was with my uncle for, you know, they were death, death dues in part. You know, I'm like, okay, you're telling everybody else to throw them, throw him back. But look what you're doing. But what and was you wrong with what you did doing? Right. Okay, but wait a minute. Was uncle a bad dude? No, I just think because of the time, because of the time that they grew up in, the era that they grew up in, you know, I think at the time that, you know, men that were, 
I think of military service and, you know, that could, that secured a job after they finished that service, Mm -hmm. you know, I think those were considered eligible men, you know, like men that were going to be able to support. Mm -hmm. And and I think they kind of, that was, you know, I think women latched on, you know, whether it was a small town or not, you know, they latched on to whomever they thought was going to be. And and can I blame them? Am I going to blame them for looking at those men? Well, that's the state. That's a st- that guy has st- stability. He has a level of security. He'll be able to take care of me. So yes, I'll take that ring. Yes, you're going off to see how many months? Okay, I'll be here when you get back. Okay, but was she a bad chick when he was gone? No. Okay. No, she never. She never um, talked about any kind of rendezvous or anything. Well, she like was that. in love, and they 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 it worked. That's just, the old but formula. I'm be honest, but I'm going to be honest. Okay. Because of the struggles and the things, you know. But she, you know, she became educated. You know, that's one thing about that generation. You know, they they were no strangers to hard work, and they worked. They believed in education, and they believed in hard work. They learned to work with their hands first. Uh, Felicia before but but the schooling was important that was a very important thing in my family is that you've got to do two things one or two things or you got to get out of that person's house get out of your mom's house <laughs> yeah that's what that's what you have to do but it but I actually think they believed in it because that side of the family you had people that were you know not only could they work with their hands but they could use they could use their brains you know as well and I thought and I was I've very much been, you know, I've admired the women on that side of the family for those, those attributes. But at the same time, you know, I would, but then, then as you know, as they became more successful, they became, their eyes started to change that vision that they had about a man. Oh, you know, girl, if I was your age, honey, what? Yeah. (laughs) You know, they yeah. started to see once they saw better that I started wondering, oh, that I maybe I could have done better. Yeah, so, yeah. so knowledge, so yeah. knowledge, so knowledge sort of changed them. Having more knowledge and that knowledge being attached to a paycheck sort of changed them is what it sounds like you're saying. I think so, because yes, because I mean, my uncle for one, you know, he was hardworking, but he he didn't um he didn't go to college. He didn't go to college or, you know, he had, you know, he, he would get a decent job and then he would keep working and then he'd get another one and that, kind of, but he always worked. That's one thing. I think that that generation, that was a hardworking generation. They were going to do, as I said, one of those two things, but I do think that the, the women, you know, they really held their own, but I think they became more, you know, they became more emboldened by, you know, worldly things or, they were tempted by what what more income or what a or what a yeah, different tax bracket would do for them. You know what I mean? But I think that's a very human, a very human uh, quality, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with you. It is a very human quality. But I think that goes back to where we were this er- earlier this afternoon. Um, and that is. That you know, dealing with having to to contend with the whole independent piece and dependent piece. I think that's, you know, that that comes in when when that knowledge increases, that knowledge can be sort of dangerous because now you see yourself not as, you know, the submissive to your husband. Now you see yourself as a, as a 
somebody to compete with him. Well, if he ain't making as much money as I can, then I don't need it. I can do bad all by myself. I can do this. I can do that. Steve Willis says, having been married for the past 37 years, I've been blessed to live with a beautiful, quiet, intelligent lady who took my heart immediately. She stood by me in, uh, in spite of my selfish ways. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a man. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a woman. She is beautiful, quiet, intelligent. And she stood by him in spite of his selfish ways. What do you say, Black Spring? I do. I think that's that's fantastic. I think that's um, I think that's someone who is, as they say, I think that's someone that's for you. That's 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 a test. I think, and I think that if you if you if you're blessed to have a a, a a mate a union like that, then that's you know it's rare, and I, and I would hold on, I cherish something like that. Um, but you know, but I think, but there again, I think you know. People are not very patient, um, you know, I, they're not very patient these days. They want what they want and they want instant gratification. They want it now, you know, well, can you wait till I get paid or can we save up for it? No, I want a man that can give me everything I ask for right now. And that's the materialistic kind of, you know, things that I'm, and I think my, I don't be honest, I think some of the women in my family became more materialistic, you know, they they wanted to drive a foreign car. And then after a while, it's all they can do. Well, I can't drive anything else. Mm. You know, it's, it's that kind of, it, you know, I think they did well, really well for themselves. I mean, they grew up in the deep South and, um, you know, they had more examples. They had more examples of, of isms. If you, if you pick it up what I'm putting down than, than what we're talking about right now, than this new age stuff this new age smear or schmooze. I think you hit it on the head though, when you described that one situation where, you know, he had been the guy who had been working and I'm going to pull from that and make it to something different. But you take that gentleman who had been a hardworking man and a woman who was content with him. And then all of a sudden as she began to, you know, and not, not saying you're out because remember we're pulling from that. She began yeah. to grow in knowledge and in information. And then that knowledge and information was not just for the household. She of course had to then go lend it to IBM or she had to go over here and lend it to the credit union. She had to lend that knowledge elsewhere. And then you have, again, somebody who is in competition with him. See, that's exactly what happened when people started telling the woman that she could go out and she could be independent. It began to create somebody who was in competition with him. And that's the problem because that spirit of competition is really, really dangerous when you're putting it in a marriage. Instead of that one person knowing how to be that 49% and say, okay, I don't mind, I'll acquiesce. I believe that it should be the woman because I believe we were created in that place, that we would be the help meet. Because if he's 51, and I know this sounds crazy, but I'm just going to use the numbers that were put out in the chat earlier. If he's that 51 and then you take it down and she's that 49, well, she's the support at that point. Because even without her 49, he's still not 100. So what's the problem with just being the wife? What's the problem with if you're going to build a business, building that business together? If he's got a main business and you know how to keep the books, what's the problem with keeping the books? If you've got to work, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Well, if I may, 
you know, and that's, but see, this is the part where I become, and I'm not saying that these women were, were, were perfect by any stretch, because, you know, I, I, in in this, as much as I admired them, there were some things that I don't agree with that. I, I don't agree with any kind of disdain or, you know, this man is disposable somehow because, you know, you, your, your EP, your, your earning power potential went up significantly over the years. And all of a sudden, you know, this is the man that you've, that you married, you had all of your children with. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you know, you get to your, get in the golden, golden age and you just become, you know, you just, you're totally dismissive or there's some type of regret or, you know, but I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure, you know, where that comes from. I think that's not very, uh, I don't think you can be blessed with that kind of, you know, if you're carrying around that kind of, um, I don't want to say disdain or if you're carrying around some type of bitterness mm -hmm. because of the choices that you made, because I can't, the thing about, I'm going to be honest, Felicia, I've seen more divorced people. There's a lot more divorced people um, in this age, in this time. Right. And, and that, that even goes along with what we were talking about. Yeah. It goes yeah. right along with what we were talking about earlier was that it was it, all of this independent stuff was made to get you out there alone. If you got a sheep, if you got all these sheep together, they're stronger. All, all the herd of sheep are very powerful together. You know, nobody, nobody strays away, but when that one strays away, well, then the wolf knows, Hey, I don't got to fight the whole pack of them. I can just go get this one little one and keep it pushing. That's exactly what happens. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, well, I'm just going to go over here and I'm going to take this, uh, this little lamb and I'm going to eat it up and I'll wait. Another one's going to stray. Getting that independence is a problem. And, and, and the problem with it is, is that you are no longer under the covering. And if you're not under the covering, everything that you all are responsible for as the mother, your children, everything is now cattywampus and it's all subject to the wolf. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think a lot of women. So now let's do one thing. Let's now make this conversation a little more finite. We won't talk about it being as just a woman, period. We're going to talk about a godly woman or a woman who, who, who uh, uh, you know, aspires to be godly or believe, says that she believes in God, says that she believes in the father, says, you know, says that she and we know women who are in the church who suffer divorce. You know what I'm saying? And they take that same exact mindset and that's how they function in their lives. They function in their lives as I'm independent and I don't need a man, but you're married. So you're not independent, Dodo. You're dependent. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, yeah, I, I, I find that it's just, it's a bit much hypocrisy. I think it's called um, submission, liber, liber, liberated through submission. I'm going to read this book here. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just think that, you know, the, I, I'm just not, I'm going to be honest. I can't say that. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have those kinds of, you know, it would just be, it would just be a vision that I would be speaking to if I commented on that, because I don't really, well, I will say, I will say there's somebody that I know that I think that she's, you know, she, I think she's been a, you know, I think she's been a, I think she's been a woman of God, if I could say that. For as long as I've known her, she, I knew her as a child, and um, you know, I've, I've always admired their family, and um, but I, I just don't, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what those, 
I don't know how she does it, but you know, I think that, you know, I think whatever that that is that she's that she maintained, it it helped keep their family together. It's what to me, that's what's kept their family together uh, all these years, kept their marriage together, you know, and their kids, you know, they didn't fall off the, the turnip truck, if you will. You know, um, and I don't know, I, I you know, I, I'd like to see people that are do that ha that are doing that, making that walk in in their faith. And, and it's, you know throughout their, their marriage and their relationships, but I don't know what I, you know, I don't know what it takes, but, um, I just don't see that very much. I see the, the majority of what I've seen is all those things that the things that I've described to you actually, I've seen worse. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I have a qualifying, a qualifying vision, you know, when you I say worse, what have you worse. seen? seen? Give me worse. some worse. Oh my God. You said that this person is not of, this woman is not no. of God or. Well, no. So what we're doing is we're, I just wanted to move it from just being the blanket statement for a woman okay. to making it more finite, you know, making it a godly woman. Because if you consider that there are a lot of godly women out there that are listening to pretty bad advice, then that's, you know, we want to talk directly to her. And I was yelling, uh, getting my son to give me this book. Because um, there's a book that I have here that we're that I'm going to read a little bit from, and it's from P. Bunny Wilson. It's called "Liberated Through Submission," and I'm going to recommend that every woman out there that has a problem or a struggle in her life, um, uh, uh, Black Spring, will you look that up while I dig in this part of this thing for that? It's called "Liberated Through Submission." It is available on Amazon, and uh, it is a helpful tool to any woman who does not know how to submit and she is a woman of God and she's really trying to get herself to be, you know, better. I want you to look this book up. It's called Liberated Through Submission and it's by P. Bunny Wilson. Um, and this is a really dynamic lady. She's from, well, I, I met of, I, I know of her through, you know, from California, but the book is old and it's a good book. And if you don't know how to be submitted, and if you don't understand the power of submission, this book will definitely help you. It will help you. I'm telling you, it will help you. It's one of the good ones. It really is. It's one of the good ones. Um, what I like is I'm going to read just, I'm going to read just a little bit of it and um, I'll read chapter one. And she starts it out with, I'm never getting married. You can wait patiently for the 4th of July to arrive to enjoy br brilliant fireworks, she says, or you can mention the word submission to a group of women. Their verbal response is likely to be just as explosive and colorful as any summer sky rockets or sparklers that you could ever hope to see. Few words in the English language or in any other language invoke such a controversial response as the word submission. That's where we've got to start. That's where we've got to start. We've got to start there. Because if we don't understand the power of submission and submitting to whom, then we'll, we'll continue to run run shots over the good guy that God does send us. Okay. <clears throat> but, but, but now this is coming from a woman who really had a good husband. And so that good man had a wife that he had to wait on to catch up. She had to, she, she had to get here. Right. So she says, before my conversion to Christianity, I was an atheist. So you see, she took that lack of God and took that into her marriage. She said she was an atheist. 
with very little knowledge of the word of God. And then one day as a new Christian, I encountered a scripture that said, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as unto the Lord, Ephesians 5, 22. She then says, my first thought was, why would God mess up a good thing with a scripture like that? <laughs> Probably wanted to make her run back to being an atheist when, when you think about it from that perspective, right? <laughs> she said, in my mind's eye, I suddenly pictured myself walking 10 paces behind my husband, obediently dropping the grapes into his mouth as he leisurely reclined, muzzling my opinions and ministering to his every desire. On the other hand, my husband, Frank, thought submission was a great idea. As a matter of fact, he would often, uh, he often reminded me that many of our problems would simply dissolve if I would just submit and stop challenging him. Wow. There's a lot to that statement there, folks. I mean, what do you think so far, Black Spring? Are them fighting words? I think they're yeah, fighting. Not, I mean, for some women. Not to, I mean, not to me. I mean, we'd have to talk about we would have to talk about these words and, you know, give it, and I'd have to ask him, you know, you, you tell me exactly what you mean by that. So I don't fly off the handle because I want to, I want to understand how you're using this word. Submission. What? Submission. Yes. Okay. Okay. So this is really good because she says, um, uh, her, her husband thought it was a great idea. She says, in those days when I thought of submission, only one other experience came close to matching my emotional response. That was the nauseating morning sickness that plagued me when I was pregnant. Okay, so let's talk about what is submission and what it isn't. In this book, once you guys get it, and I do recommend that you get it. Did you find it by chance? Can I share the screen? Because if not, I can well, try to it's, it's available via, it's online, a PDF. Oh, and a PDF. Well, see, I, I just, I guess I got the last one. I can one. drop that if you would like. Yeah, I got the last one, I guess, from Amazon because that's where I found it. I purchased one, read it, and then I gave it to somebody else oh. after I read it the second time. Oh, then I got another it. one, and then I gave that one away. And then many years went by, and I got another one last year, uh, two years ago, actually, a year and a half ago, to be more exact, from Amazon is where I found it. And so, um, uh, and so, here is what submission is and here is what submission is not. Submission is not laying down being a doormat. Submission is being submitted to God first. Because yeah. in a nutshell, if you are submitted to God, then you'll want to do things his way. And because you are submitted to him, you understand headship. And as a wise woman, understanding headship is where you will find your happiness in life not trying to be the person to correct him all the time, but allowing God to do the correction as you pray to, as a submitted wife. Okay. So that's pretty much what it is, but I found the book very good. And I found that there was a lot of good information there that will help women. Now, what happened is the feminist movement came in. And once the feminist feminist movement came in, it plagued relationships as a whole you know, it then began to magnify every little thing that the man probably did not have as an attribute. Maybe he wasn't educated, but he was good with his hands. You know, maybe he, maybe he, you know, didn't, didn't finish college, uh, but he could uh, keep a good job. He knew how to keep uh, the household. He was a quiet man, but he knew how to keep the household. Susan Donahue says, I suspect there are quiet guys out there who are closer to Clark Kent than to the person they appear to be. That's it. 
women, that's it. That's it. When you find a guy that's quiet, <laughs> don't keep poking the bear until you make him talk because you may not like what he says. Don't do that. Don't run a man crazy. It's it's easy. Trust me, it's easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh well. Yeah, I, I'm trying. Well, see, that's exactly what I mean. And see, that's what I'm, I'm saying. You know, I'm not a part of. I'm not a feminist by any stretch. I know you're not. You're not. And um, you know, and I could be. I don't think I'd have any. I don't think I'd have an issue with with submission. But to me, I have to. I ha I have to understand, and I have to be aware of. I have to have the conviction of what I'm of what I'm doing. I have to have, you know, a scope of what I'm of, of, you know, for my vision. I can't just enter into anything without, um, you know, understanding where, you know, where, where I'm going or, and, 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 and is it sustainable? You know, and I do believe, but I think, I do think that submission is, is something that starts before somebody takes, before a woman takes a husband, if you will, I don't know if that makes sense. You know, I told you I'm a Bible school dropout. <laughs> you say you were a Sunday school dropout, but I mean, you know, here's the thing: that there are several cultures out there that have mastered the art of submission, and some of them have never even been to Sunday school. There are a lot of cultures that have mastered the art of submission, and they've never been to Sunday school, but they understand the order of things. And that's exactly what submission is. Submission is the order of, you know, who's in line. If you had a job and you could not just go straight and talk to the CEO, you had to go to the supervisor and then the floor manager. And then if the floor manager couldn't get it together, then you went to HR. You would follow submission in that, in that, in that order. You would follow submission without argument in that way. It's the exact same thing in your household. If you want the household to be in order, then you've got to understand the order of things. It's just tweaking it to that, to that degree. Does that make sense? It's just tweaking the brain to think, I respect him and I'm not going to treat him bad. We need to get ourselves into this place. And that's why I'm saying this is really just for Mary. I mean, just, just for, you know, Bible believing people, because you can't do this apart from God. You can't unless, of course, it was put in you as a little kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I, 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 I totally, I get it. I get it. Um, but like I said, you know, it's. Be, but there again, we've talked about. You know, you've mentioned the feminism and the way. You know, you know, you grow up, you around people that that talk out of both sides of their mouths. Well, I don't, I don't need a man. You know, I, I do all this by myself. <laughs> but what, you know, it's so, it's so creepy because the women who do all of that yakking about not needing a man are generally the women who are the old spinsters sitting up at the house trying to tell other people how to have their relationships. I don't need no man. Well, you know what? You ain't going to get one anyway. So you might be right <laughs> at this point, at this juncture in, in time, you're not going to get one. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So here it is in a nutshell. If you are a godly woman, remember the order of things and remember that Christ is the head of every man. He is the head of every man and he submits to God. Christ submits to the father. He does his will. The man is to submit to the head of Christ. The woman is to submit to the head of the man. Why? Because when she does not do that, she is being defiant above all to Yahweh, to the father. You are being disruptive. You are disrupting everything. You are the one that's out of line, especially if you got a good dude and all he's doing is just letting you go. She just keep talking. 
She just keeps on going. He's being submitted to, to Christ while he's standing there letting you go cuckoo. You walking from one room to the next. The cat can't get away. And you just want to push your point. He can't get away. He cannot get away. Brother can't get a word in edgewise. So he just say, okay, I'm just going to let her go. And as she and as she going, she's getting more and more emboldened, more and more emboldened. And we're not talking about stuff that he did to hurt her. We're talking about the woman who early on that you said just wanted something and 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 he, and he didn't have it to give it. You know, we paid all the bills. I don't have it. You can't get that, you know, pair of boots. You can't get that new dress. You can't get that new car. We just don't have it, honey. I understand there's something. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Man. A wise no. woman buildeth her house up, but a foolish one plucketh it down with her O W N. N W O O W N N W O hands with her own new world order hands. Turn that on backwards. A foolish woman going <laughs> to pluck that thing down. Foolish woman going to pluck that thing down. And it takes for a long time to pluck something. That's one little pick at a time. Pick, 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 pick. Just got to have it her way. Betty got a new pair of shoes and Betty got a new car and I want what Betty has. Betty doesn't mind uh, showing me her bracelets and her new bangles. And your husband is doing the best that he can. He ain't cheating on you. He ain't going upside your head. Okay. He's not running around here sleeping on the couch while you go out and work. He told you you can stay to the house. All you got to do is keep it clean. He can't find one clean pair of underwear. And every single shirt he got, God rang around the collar. But I'm going to tell you something. You're going to let him end up in the hands of a viper because she's going to spot that ring one too many times around that neck. And all she's going to have to do is bring a little extra lunch to work one day. Uh-huh. Then we're going to roll into another situation. Because even though he's coming home every single night, homeboy spent a whole lot of time at work and she peeping it. She saw you out at the club when she was out at the club and she's single. The clean up woman is a real thing. <laughs> Clean up woman is a real thing. Now, <clears throat> here's a part that uh, um, Ronnie said. He said, I'm waiting for the brag about how awesome your wife actually is segment. Okay, so this is that segment. Uh, brag on her. <laughs> Tell us all about her. We want to know. I'm sending you a link because inquiring minds want to know. You can't just throw something out there. You can't throw that kind of bread out there on the water and not expect anybody to pick it up. We're going to pick up what he's throwing down. Black Spring, we're going to pick it up. Are you ready to pick up what he's throwing down? Sure. Sure. <laughs> he said that's what he, he waiting. I, I, he waiting. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to take notes. Yeah. Because I am, like I said, this is um, take you know, some good notes. The rookie amateur hour for me. Yeah, know. take some good notes. Take some good notes. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of things when you look at how we ended up here, we ended up here because the devil knew that it was in humans uh, trait to want to lead. And all he did is took what happened out there in the garden and just said, OK, we're going to go ahead and take this whole thing over. We're going to take it all over and we know how to get it. We're going to get through the woman. We're going to get to the family. If we can get to the root of the family, then that's then we got it. It's all done. This is true. So, We're yeah, I, mean, do I don't, like I said, I don't have, uh, I, yeah, I, you know, I, I find that people that, I mean, many of the people that I went to school <laughs> look at, with. Look at the plurical, the plurical. 
I think I'd have a heart attack if I ever got the chance to kiss some of the ladies around here. Temptation everywhere, but I must not budge unless I have no other option. (laughs) Rachel Van Ziel hit the nail on the head with the term feminism. That is the problem. Feminism is so opposite of feminine. It is so opposite of feminine. It hates everything male. Feminism, they hate, they, they, they're, they're a bunch of male hater club women. There's but, a know, I have a term women. for that, but I cannot disclose that on these in these social media streets. Break it down. I, I can't, but I really can't. <laughs> Why? Why? You can break it on down. You can break it on down. I can't. I mean, I think it'll be, you know, I, I don't, I, it's, 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 yeah, no. Well, here's what Unique View says. Unique View says there's a major change in our morals today. And that's why we're having this conversation to see, can we get it all back together? Now, remember, P. Bunny Wilson was already an adult and she was a self-confessed atheist when she came into these nuggets after she became uh, a believer. Uh, Paralysis by analysis says women have, have been shamed into looking at motherhood as a shabby consolation prize. Yeah, they have. And it's sort of creepy. It's sort of creepy. What do you think about that, Black Spring? You said a consolation prize? Hang, hang on. There, I'm putting it back up there. Okay, we're going to change it. Yeah, um, I, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I think they think of it worse than that. You know, I think that they I think it's another part of intersectionality. I think you're going to add that, you know, these, these, um, you know, these, these women, these feminists, you know, they're going to add motherhood to uh, it's, it's a level of victimhood. You know, can I please break that down on a couple of levels? They want, they want to, you know, you're being oppressed if you take on that role. Because you but it's what your body hard. is supposed to physiologically do. Your body right. is supposed to physiologically do it. So it's like, don't don't lay down and do the time if you can't do the <laughs> don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Don't do it. Don't lay down with your spouse. That's a joke. <laughs> I'm just laying down. You know, it's it's yeah. Go ahead. But I seriously think that they're going to, that they're looking to add that to the, they're looking to add that to the narrative of, because it's just, okay, if we take the feminist part out of it already, I, I think that people that, mothers that I've seen or whatnot, just naturally women by, I think by way of emotion of being emotional emotionally erratic during that time of pregnancy, wherever they are in that in that journey they tend to be they want sympathy they want more than empathy they want sympathy oh well you i can be mean as hell today because i'm pregnant and i can also come over your house and eat up all of your food and you're supposed to let me because why i'm pregnant you've got to feel sorry for them you can't you can't give them enough when they're riding that emotional wave or when those, can I say when those hormones, as you can, as you, when the, when the hormones are out of whack, they don't care who, they don't care who, who falls, you know, who, who, who gets, you know, cut off at the knees. They don't care. But no, then they, if don't. they can, if they can score some points in this new age, in this new age intersectionality, well, let's see, I'm a woman, I'm pregnant. I'm, gosh, if you're a woman of color or, Gosh, you know, why don't you even add the Baphomet element? 
to it. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm both a man and a woman, which is what they're trying to do. You know, that's even what they're trying to do up in Congress. Sorry, you know, just get rid of the woman, get rid of the man, man, man. Trying to understand Baphomet and where Baphomet came from and all of his. Well, he. He's, he's Beelzebub. He, he's the devil. Okay, so Anthony Van Zandt says, New Age is transhumanism. Usurp the family and legit relationships and gotta, get, gotta go old school. Trust based on a lifetime relationship and feel that two-way street going into it. And, you know, I, I get that. I get that. Teresa says, in my person, uh, personal interactions, I believe more women are divorcing men than men are divorcing women. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. That 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 is that is the case, and that's because once a woman feels like she's arrived, unfortunately, it worked. The whole tactic behind getting people to be, you know, uh, the independent woman, it worked. It, 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 if after becoming that independent mindset person, that person who went on ahead and got and got the degree, but she didn't get the degree because her husband is a plumber working for somebody else. She didn't go out and get the degree so that he can then later open up his own plumbing shop and she can handle the business aspects. She didn't do that. She did that so that she could put on a cute little skirt and go and work in front of somebody else's husband, who's the CEO of the company. You see how offset that is? Anything that you get, anything that you amass should be for the family. Anything that you get, whether it be knowledge or information, and then later business skills, that should be to boost whatever the, whatever it is that he does. You know, what does he do? What does he do? And then you add to that. Now you have your own. Mama, you can make, you want to work, mama? No problem. Carry your rump in the office, the home office, and keep those books. Make his appointments. I'm talking about being a help me tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about the woman and the man relationship. Now let's flip the script. What makes a good man? I'll hold, and that's on you. That's yours, Black Spring. <laughs> Ooh, that burns. Um, what makes what makes a good man? <sighs> well, you know, if I if I could if you know if I could build one from the bottom up. And what are you looking for? Let's just put it out there like that. What are you looking for? You know, you're a single lady. It you can say be, it. For one, it needs um, someone with with patience. Someone that's not only a uh, you know he can he's he's the giver, but he also you know he can he can accept he you know he can accept some things you know that it, that I'm not that there's not a wall that I have to break down you know that I don't have to break through too many walls or barriers. Um, that he's considerate, you know, that he's thoughtful, but he's also not, you know, that he, but he's also firm and that he also, he has integrity. He has, uh, you know, he, he's charismatic, um, and he believes, you know, he believes in God and, and that he's faithful in, and that he actually stands up for what he actually believes in and that he's not swayed by can I dare say peer pressure or the, the guys or, you know, the guys at work or, you know, and that he's in, that he's secure, that he's secure in himself and he's not jealous. Um, but see, you, that, but I'm asking you don't, you don't describe 12 cats in one. I, but, see, but I'm saying that's a lot. That's a lot. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That, but we, 
I don't want some. Let me just put this down here where people can get it. Where yeah, we're going to pick it up where the cows are. Isn't that how your daddy said? <laughs> get down there where the cows eat. Get down here where the cows can get it. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, let me, I don't want a man that's so damaged by whatever before he met me that he's so, he's emotionally unavailable. He's spiritually unavailable. He's just, I don't want a numb man, a numb spirit. A numb. I, I I want somebody with a pulse. You okay, know. Okay, so describe that. Describe a pulse. When you say you want somebody with a pulse, what does that mean? That means that the little things that you know, the little things that we do for each other. You know, just being being around each other and being that there's that there's balance and that there's something that I that I bring to him that's 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 a maybe it's not even a it's not a tangible that you can see that that we do something for each other that you know that's you know that I'm I'm okay you know I'm I'm complete or I'm fine or I'm you know this is a this is also a friend somebody that I can Somebody that I learned to get to know that learned learn I learned some of the darker things or I learned some of the things that I that that I want to be able to tolerate I want to have a higher tolerance for things that he might do that might kind of get under my skin but I want to be I want to know where that is you know I don't want to marry I wouldn't want to marry somebody and be like oh my god I didn't know he did this. I didn't know he chew, he was chewing with his mouth open. It's the snoring that I just can't take. And and, and and did you know he's breathing again? <laughs> oh, and I don't and I don't want you know, I didn't know that he shaved and left the hair in the sink. I didn't know that. You know, I it's just but but, you, but like I said, I think you have to you have to get into situations. You have to get into either a high stress situation with a person, you have to kind of see that person in different environments and see how they manage. Um, you know, because what did I, let me, let me, let me put this down here. You know, the thing about Superman, you know, about Clark Kent and all this stuff, you know, Lois Lane, she never saw, she loves Superman and she loves Clark Kent because she's never seen, she never wants to, she never got to see that man using the restroom and the, in using, don't having to go to the bathroom. Yikes. She, always, she, she was always, it was always Clark Kent or Superman. But the minute she's got to see him going to the toilet or just doing basic everyday things, you know, the magic is all is is worn off. <laughs> it's not <laughs> even sitting there. It's not even seeing him go to it. It's the, it's the coming out after. Don't nobody go yeah, in there. Like, wait, wait, like, wait a minute now. He, 15 to 25 mean, minutes. Don't go in there, nobody. Wait, wait, Clark. Clark Kent never goes to the restroom. Clark Kent never shaves in front of me. Clark, Clark Kent never I never see him taking out, taking the trash out. I never see Clark Kent not looking his best, or Superman not in that cape. Well, as see, long as he's in that cape, see that's where people's minds. Yes, that's are. the problem. That's the problem. And we're talking from two women's standpoint. Again, I haven't had a man chime in yet. I'd like. I mean, I know that our brother is working, so he can't chime in yet. But I would really want to hear what a guy had to say. Um, and 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 it's important. But but I do want a biblical standpoint. I don't want it to be something from the world because. You know, I'm not thinking about the, I'm, I'm not considering a woman being the person who's on Instagram. The Instagram thoughts are not who we're referring Did to. You say thoughts. Yes, the Instagram aye, thoughts aye, aye. are aye. not who we're referring to. We're talking about what a godly man wants. And that's what we're looking for. 
a good guy. What does a good guy look for? And then that would be important to hear what a good guy is looking for because then the girls who are, you know, pretty good girls, they'll know exactly what's up. You know, I don't think a lot of guys are looking for the thought. I don't. I think they think a thought is a good thing when they can see it and look at it, move and jiggle. I don't think they mind, but I do think that, you know, that's not something that they want to take to the house and, and turn her into Betty Crocker. It's not going to ever happen. Moreover, there aren't any, uh, there are not a lot of Betty Crockers any anymore. And that's the purpose of this conversation is to try to make sure that we're learning and understanding about those things that you can do. Listen, when we were younger, yes, there was lots of things that we learned in school that they do not teach anymore. Therein lies part of the problem. We had home economics and it was not for us. It was not something that that you had the choice to do. There were a specific set of electives and they all had future tied to them. You know, we had cooking class, we had sewing class, we had, um, we had horticulture. Uh, we also had shop. Um, we had, oh my goodness, what a typing class. We had all of these different things that taught us how to be in our adult lives. I learned my best, which I've now expounded on it and added so much goodness to it and different things. I learned the best way to make egg salad, something so simple and, and, and home ec and, and, and school. And I still use the recipe now. I just add some more to it. And it's just like, I'm, you know, I'm the bell of the ball. I'm the hit. Um, but I learned those things at school. There were things that my mom taught me at home, but I tied the things in those classes uh, that I had learned in class you know, to my life. I learned how to sew at school. I literally learned how to make clothing and I love sewing. I love crocheting. I love those things. You know, my, my cooking class, I loved it. Um, I even took shop one year. I think I took shop in maybe like the 11th grade, a leather shop. So I could learn how to make purses and how to emboss the leather with the little heat gun and all that other little stuff. I, But there were things that school focused on that helped you with your life. None of this garbage that they're pushing down the kids' throats now where Bobby can go to school, Bobby, and by, you know, 5.15 after the bus has come and dropped him back off, he's already had a consultation with somebody to turn him into, you know, to turn him into to Betty. You know, these are the things that the school is focusing on now that they do not have any business in. But again, I think it's the parents' fault for not sticking in there to the school saying, yo, wait a minute, we're not going to tolerate that. We're past that now because now they're already at the point where we're dealing with the, you know, United Nations rights acts of the children. You know, that's exactly what, what, what this is that we're dealing with. You know, I remember several years ago when uh, President uh, Clinton's wife uh, pushed that narrative. She really wanted that narrative. And back in that day, more of the evangelicals screamed and hollered, bloody murder, no, you won't. And they didn't, but they slipped it in bit by bit. And that's what we're seeing right now with them lowering the age because they're after your kids. They're lowering the age of marriage. They're lowering the age of consent. All of these things are done to attack the family, but it starts at home. Even if these things are going on, if your home is in order, you won't have to worry about that stuff attacking you. So get in line, get it right. Understand that submission is not a bad word, but the reason why they have pushed it to you as a bad word is because they want to control you. That's it. There's nothing good you're going to get from TV. Nothing good you're going to get from the mind of these Hollywood moguls. There's nothing good. There's nothing coming. If you're looking for it, you're looking in the wrong place. It does not exist. They're going to push you with the idea of feminism because they hate men. They hate men. They hate them. And if you look at the face of feminism, yikes. Have you looked at some of those manly women? Have you really got a gander of those chicks? Yikes. 
I see why you hate men. You do. Who gonna, who gonna take you to the house? You wearing big old brogan shoes, near a piece of lipstick. Okay, and even if your hair is is uh is uh cropped short, speaking from experience, beat your face. Beat that face. You better put on something. You better know your wear. You better pedal your wear, sister. You better look good. If your hair gonna be short, you better beat that face. You better make sure your clothes are looking cute. You better make sure you're looking nice. Don't no man want to look at something to look like him. Oh, mm. 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 okay. Yeah. Mm. So now we're going to talk about what the man needs. We're going to talk about what does a good guy need? What is a good guy? What is a good guy? I agree at Rachel too much bubblegum preaching. Yep. Old school is where it needs to be. Um, I'm going to go on down here. Let me try to get to some of the newer comments. Uh, let's see here. We'll start a paralysis. Mars fool's goal. I already miss Monty. I need to bug him on Twitter. I miss him too. You guys, just as a side note. Yeah. Uh, that was my nightly fix, you know, when he'd come on and he's, Oh, but listen, you guys, okay. I can get something to smack. This is honor. This is an honor of money. You guys, can you hear me? Can everybody hear me? I'm gonna go down to the bottom right here. <laughs> All right. Okay. For everybody who know who I'm talking about, we're going to go ahead on and have one for our homeboy. I'm going to go ahead and do one just for money. Everybody that know who I'm talking about, give me a one in the chat. Come on with it, y'all. We're going to go ahead on and throw down for our brother money. Everybody put a one in the chat. So I can go ahead. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Do it. I'm, I'm going to do mine. <laughs> mm, mm. Those are so good. <laughs> mm -hmm. These are delicious. What are we drinking tonight? What are we having tonight? Club, Who's club, club soda. soda. Okay. We got club soda. All right. <laughs> I love money and I miss them too. Um, a great, great, great giant. A gentleman. He is a gentleman. He is a gentleman. And I love him and I miss him. And I and I pray that. The, the one thing that he said was, you know, I'm not going to be back on this channel. I hope he makes another one. Mm-hmm. Snacks do matter, Marsh Bulgall. And I'm eating some snacks right now. And I'm doing this in honor of our homeboy, Monograph. <laughs> because smack, snacks matter. <laughs> are you pouring out, are you pouring out sparkling, uh, are you pouring out water for... <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm going to pour a little bit of libation. Just pour it out. Pour a little water on the side for Monty. If you got your Coca-Cola, pour a little bit out. Okay, but his one of his favorite is um, blue moon and orange juice. Got some blue moon and orange juice? Pour it out to the side. Okay. Um, uh, Donahue, let's see what she says here. She says, I hope he's having Grand Marnier wherever he is. That's right. That's right. I love that guy. You know, it's a trip, you guys. We never really know how much people play into our lives in these type of situations until they decide to get off of the platform. He left everything up for us to watch it, and maybe we should watch it. I mean, I don't think he would care if we pulled it up and started to watch it. If we watched a small amount of it, I don't even think he'd be upset with us. But I will say that um, also snacking here in Phoenix. Yes, that's right. Only drinking H2O. No problem with that. That's the good stuff. That is the liquid gold, ladies and gentlemen. Liquid gold is Volsa. So, um, yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm thinking really right now when you start to think about, um, 
you know, how the men have been beat up, which is what we were talking about earlier. I think a lot of men have been beat up, but these are people and men are gentle in their souls. A lot of them. And a lot of men are only soft women when they're around you. And I don't mean soft, like, Oh, go ahead. I'll do what you want to do. No, I'm saying that they are kind and gentle and they will defer to you because they love you. Don't confuse that with weakness because that's not weakness. That's him loving you and caring for you. And don't take the fact that he will do what you need him to do for granted. You know what I'm saying? Oh, just buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me. What do you think, Black Spring? Yeah, I... <laughs> I, I I get I agree with what you're saying. Um, <laughs> that is vicious, vicious on the snack. <laughs> I'm I'm, hey, I'm, mon I'm doing my monograph. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't want I don't want a a, a softy. I don't want somebody that just folds up all the time. Like you don't want a body folding like a bad lawn chair from Zodi's. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't see nobody know what Zodis is. You want somebody that's going to at least challenge you. I mean, to me, it's going to challenge you on, you know, and and you somebody you can grow. I think you can grow with people that challenge you. But if every day is, you know, if everything is, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Was it like an echo chamber, you know? Um, But... I've had, you know, and I've had somebody to challenge me, but he, but he was challenging me in a toxic way, you know, or yeah, yeah, this, yeah, but, but nobody, I don't want to talk about my, uh, <laughs> I don't want to go down my, my real, the real journal. PBS lover, <laughs> what are you talking about? What was that about monograph? I am hoping he will have to delete his other channels on the 25th. Explain that to us. Tell us, what are you talking about there, PBS lover? What does that mean? Go ahead, Miss Miss Missy. Go ahead, Miss Black Spring. Fish for dinner, why? Just for the halibut. <laughs> Wild rice with morals. But yeah, I, yeah, I mean, but... Nobody wants a soft tea pushover or somebody that's not, you know, you want reasonable resistance, you know? Okay. You don't want a low T dude. A low T dude? Low, low testosterone. No, no. I mean, I like, I prefer man. Why? Man. He's gentle. Why? He's a human. <laughs> he can be gentle, but not, he can't be a rose. But why yeah. a rose is a rose, even if it has a different name. A, a petal, he <laughs> can't be velvet. <laughs> is that velvet? <laughs> he can't be that soft. You know, it's I don't know. I think it's a it's a delicate balance. You know, it's I didn't say he can't be tender. <sighs> not a rose. Oh my god! I don't want no look here. I want a straight up educated thug. I want you to have education. I want you to know the father. I want you to be able to let's get this. Hey, I want you to be able to throw down when you need to throw down. I need an educated thug who loves God, period, period. That's that right there. That's a man. <laughs> well, 
you know, I, I, I like I said, I don't, I, I don't know. I can't, I have not, I don't have all the, I mean, I could say what, I could say a lot of things, but. Just I, play I just, it. This isn't your, this isn't your channel. You ain't gonna get in trouble. Talk. I got you. I, I mean, I'll say it to private if I got to. Go ahead. He needs to, you know, he. I think he needs to be. He needs to be stable. He needs to be able to support. But he also needs to be a, a decent listener, and not just um, because I think sometimes people, you know, you know, men and women, they kind of compete with each other. You know, sometimes it, it can be a not so good thing to find out what their weaknesses are, and vice versa. Because as soon as the fight start starts up, guess what they're gonna do? They're gonna weaponize. They're gonna go for your for your for your soft spot. And I don't know what you call what you would call that. Like, well, don't don't attack me in the low in the low points. Don't go for a low blow, you know, or cheap shots. Um. Yeah, I just you know, like we. I just think we should be should be able to pray pray together, and, and especially in tough times, and you know, we should be able to guide to look for guidance, you know. For our challenges, <laughs> you know what, Susan is Susan Donahue. <laughs> she be on him popping. She say, if he's a rose, you might want to check. <laughs> you might want to inventory your intimates. Just say, I don't want a rose. <laughs> you know she be cracking me up. I'm sorry, I just be dying laughing. Deplorable, deplorable. Monty predicted that the 17th, 19th, 20th, and 24th were going to be big days through the 17th. Uh, though the 17th came and went, the 20th and 24th will probably come to fruition. Um, okay, I think I know what you guys are talking about, but um, to somebody's point earlier today, if you're not, you know, me personally, not y'all, but if you're not, if you are not um, equipped to talk about that, he asked that people not. So I'm not because that's not <clears throat> that whole thing. I'm not equipped to talk about it. You know, I can know something or hear something or read something or have a conversation about something, but not be that not that's not my forte. Um, so yikes. Yeah, I hear you guys. All right. So um, let's see here. Anthony Van Zandt, alpha males being slammed by the system uh, attack on the family. Yet this man finds a good woman then I ain't looking no further because a good woman makes a good man and good man makes a good woman and love stays put. Yes. You know what? Sometimes there can be, um, there can be extenuating circum circumstances that oppress on a marriage or that oppress. But I find that when that pressing starts, it's when that oil starts to rise. When the pressing starts in a good, in, in a marriage with, with, with two people who are really truly honestly trying to do it the good way, the right way, once that oil starts to press out, you know, you really find out what both people are made of. Now, <clears throat> here's what I'm going to say. If it's a female, if it's a Gomer, and for those of you guys who, somebody put it in the chat, who did Gomer marry? You know, she was a, she was a thought bot. She was, she was a whore. She was a hoe. Um, but who was it that she married in the Bible? And, and, and she was just out there. I mean, she was so bad that they named one of their children, not my son. 
Yeah, that's how bad she was. She knew what she was doing. She was good at what she did. So the Bible even says she was really, really good at what she did. But they had a child and one child was was not my son. And they, they had all kinds of raunchy names, terrible, sad names that depicted exactly what they had gone through in the marriage. But 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 Gomer was the woman that was just all about town. Every man knew her and he didn't know her because she was a good chick. Um, and so uh, so a lot of times, you know, some good guys will get stuck with these kind of people. But if you've got a Gomer in your life, somebody who just doesn't stay uh, put <clears throat> they say, you know, she was she was here one day and then she would go off and stay gone for a while and come back pregnant. You know, then, then she would come back and then she would go off for another while and she'd come back with another kid. You know what I mean? And there was like all these problems that he was having dealing with her. And uh, it was really what God was showing us, how Israel, how the church, how, you know, Ecclesia treats him. It's really what it is. The story was left there so that he, we can understand and know how he feels when we just go out there and just, you know, keep just keep going to this God, that God, you know, straying away from him, straying away from from his goodness. You see what I mean? And so there are a lot of relationships that are out there like that, where people just will eventually get tired of being cheated on. That's what Gomer was doing. Gomer was cheating on a prophet, a good man of God. It was a good man. This wasn't just some, you know, fly-by-night cat. This was a good dude. And Gomer continued. Well, in the natural right now today, there are people who will just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. If a person wakes up and realizes, ain't nothing out here in these streets for me, woman or man, then they'll eventually stop and get their mind right. And, you know, prayerfully, and I believe they can because I've seen some people do this, they grow up after that. They realize that what out there, what's out there in the streets Ain't nothing but death for me. If I keep hanging out with the right, with the wrong men, uh, you know, keep going out on my husband, keep doing this and that, there's going to be no, there's, there'll be no good into it. There'll be no good into it. And there are a lot more women who cheat than people know. Okay. There's a lot more women out there with that just belly and spirit than people know. Everybody wants to look at the guy and yeah, guys can do some, some, some pretty bad nonsense, but I would hope that if that is something that you're doing and you really honestly have the same side, one side of your mouth, you're doing that. But then the other side, you're really asking God to help you. If that's really what you want, he really will do it, but you got to get it together. or You're going to end up having a boatload of grits all over your lap. Yeah. Like Al Green. You know what I mean? You, you got to get it together. You cannot stay and frustrate grace the whole marriage. The whole marriage. Come on now. When the pressing starts, the relationship grows. Exactly. <laughs> Sergeant Powell, surprise, surprise, surprise. Um, Deplorical agreed. Uh, me too, Susan. I wondered for a sec, LOL. <laughs> Monty is Monty essentially said that Q's predictions, and Monty and I both think Q is an evil disinfo, uh, will come true. Blackouts, arrests, Trump reinstated, Nasara, owls win, and spiders lose. <sighs> okay. Okay, the, there you go. It was a prophet Hosea married Gomer. Did you get your link out of your email. I hope you did. I know you might be at the job and put on your headphones and they will think that you're singing a Tupac's song. So anyway, <clears throat> yes, it was Hosea. And Hosea married Gomer and Gomer was a son of a gun. 
And people think of the Jezebel spirit as this cunning woman that's like this little, you know, like a thought bot. Well, that was that was the Jezebelian spirit that she had because she was literally a thought bot. It wasn't just what the Jezebel did, the Phoenician princess. It wasn't what she did um, that 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 people use and talk about, you know, the Jezebel spirit. It was really when they equate uh, a woman with Jezebel, they're equating her with a vamp to to put some uh, to put some perspective on. Um, on Sergeant, um, on uh, what is his name, Gomer Pyle, but she vamped me, Sergeant. She vamped me. Yeah, it's not talking about the vamp. <laughs> it's not talking about the vamp. Okay, so Rachel Van Ziel said Q is said to be a computer predicting the future. All right, and then we have paralysis by analysis, probably. And wouldn't it make sense that AI would be the false prophet? Hello, what I've been saying? What I've been saying? Black Spring, what have I been saying? What have I been saying? That that AI is always active. That Mm -hmm. it's not something it's not something that you are that you're shut that you're shutting that you're actually in a position (laughs) to shut off or shut on. It's always it's always on, and it is. On. It is the beast. It is the beast. Amen. It's, it's the beast. You just yeah. can't quite. Um, you, you're not going to shut that off. Look at what Susan Susan asked the question: um, Are Gomers the guys my Georgia relatives call goobers? Well, um, kind of sounds like it. Have you ever seen or watched a show called Gomer Pile, Susan Donahue? A Q quantum computer. Okay, got you. Ronnie Mann, Evening Soul Music Man. Did you guys go check out Ronnie's channel? He over here in the cut trying to trying to hide out when his music is the business. All right. So Deplorable says, I'm certainly not a Q fan. Long ago, I predicted that people would want Q dead when all is said and done. When I first heard of it, I did not believe it. I believed that it was something, you know, nefarious. I didn't, I mean, I heard a lot of people talking about it. I was like, I ain't got, I don't want nothing to do with it. It doesn't sound wholesome to me. And it sounds like a bunch, it just sounds like someplace where everybody can go to be a sounding board, but there'll be no resolve. So there's that. Um, PBS Lover says, apparently we're witnessing battles between quantum computers directing the world stage. But for previous reset evidence, please see YT channel John Levy. Mm, okay, thank you. Okay, uh, Medea. One should not follow breadcrumbs unless one knows who's dropping them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Lockhart, our chat should be on the topic. Ah, please. Unless you're in here trying to promote your own business, uh, you know what I'm saying? And you haven't said, Hey, you know, I need help promoting something. Can you help me? I'm good. If you come and you say before the show, or you send me an email, say, Hey, I need help with this. And I really do have a good channel, but I'm trying to boost it. Can you help me? And you respect me. I'm good. I'll help you out. If I, there's something I can do, I'll help you. Right. So, um, you are fine. We're, we're all okay. And you guys are easy. You guys can talk about whatever you want to talk about in here. It's cool with me. I'm, I'm good. Um, and then again, I love, um, I love Monty too. So, you know, there's that, uh, let's see. Rachel Van Ziel says for every Jezebel, there is an Ahab. Yeah. Sergeant Carter is <laughs> cute. Pyle, do you hear me? Do you hear me, Pyle? Oh God. I love that show. Yes. Gomer Pyle. Yes. 
Okay, a PBS lover says, AI is active, directing attacks against targeted individuals. I know personal experience, gang stalking daily, sometimes by cops, AI suspected uh, computer attacks. I say attack because, but it's subtle and um, psych, okay? Um, Lucy is in the AI signal because it wasn't talking serpent to, well, I don't know how to read that stuff. Okay, let's see what else we got here. If you want to see an interesting take, okay, all right, got it. Oh, false prophet, check out the news on lunch. Like, oh, okay, thank you. Uh, Susan Donahue, golly, Shazam, golly, golly. That was him. Oh my gosh, I love that show. I just watched it the other day. I suspect we might be witnessing evil AI versus the organic hacker. So the woman that's coming this Saturday um, is uh, going to be uh, talking about her original book that she wrote. We're pretty much going to focus on what her book was, right? That's really where we're going to go. I don't want to don't want to really get into a lot of the. Um, and we're talking about the Saturday's guests. I really don't want to get into the weeds with the whole, you know, um, lawsuit. Who said what said? I really want to let you guys know that I started reading her book. And um, by her, I mean uh, Sophia Stewart. I started reading her book, and I want to tell you this lady is really good. This book. Um, is called um, The Third Eye. And it is unbelievable. It is remarkable. This book is, and I hope that you guys get it. Um, I can give you the link to the, to, 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 the, uh, to the bookstore. But when I tell you this book deals with so much of what you guys are talking about, and it was written back in 1981. She is a prodigy who started out uh, very smart, uh, she went from junior high school directly to college. <clears throat> and she is an African-American woman, but this lady is brilliant. This book is well-written and it keeps your attention. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to make sure that we put it in the link. But anyway, so now um, let's see Mars Fool's goal. She gives him some sunglasses and uh, paralysis by analysis says, yep, they make the attack subtle enough that mentioning the events make you sound crazy. Well, you know. And then uh, Anthony says, Lewis Cipher is in the AI signal. Mm -hmm. That's true. Um, I'd advise folks to get rid of anything AI in your home and live and lives if possible. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of people even have smart tele uh, have smart televisions and smart refrigerators. I mean, it's the, the TV part I get because, you know, we, everybody's got one. But the refrigerator? You really need your refrigerator to be smart. How smart does the refrigerator need to be? That's what I want to know. How smart does the refrigerator need to be? How smart? I don't know. How smart? What does the refrigerator have to do? What does the refrigerator? Why would one need a smart refrigerator? Black Spring, why would one need a smart refrigerator and black spring. What is a smart refrigerator as opposed to a dumb one? <laughs> what does a what what does a smart refrigerator do? I mean, can it write turn paper turn papers? What 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 can it do? I I I I don't want I wouldn't want a refrigerator doing too many things because you know. You know, they, they just might still, they might still get it wrong, you know? It's, yeah, but let's talk about how, you know, you got a lot of folks, especially, you know, the younger generation, they have to have everything quick, which again is a part of the problem when it comes to dating and relationships. Everybody has to see something now, uh, you know, and everybody wants to eat now. 
Everybody wants to, you know, have, have what they need right now. They don't want to wait. They don't want to put anything in a slow cooker anymore and cook it. They don't want to do that. They want it now. It must be done right now. And I think that's another part that goes right into, you know, the selfishness of relationships where, and again, because I'm a woman, I can only speak from a woman's standpoint and I can really only coach a woman standpoint because, well, I'm a woman. Um, but I think that a lot of times that when you see a lot of women who, um, you know, demanding, 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 it goes along with the problem in the relationship, especially when you've got a good guy. It's so sad that you see these good dudes with these terrible, treacherous women because, um, you know, and, and, and then and then they get and then they're out there and then he's been treated like a dog because this tre treacherous woman has just stepped all over him. Then when she's done with him and she goes on to the next guy, you've got this nice, gentle guy that that's now she's she's jacked up. Have you ever met anybody like that? And what did you think about that? Mm, I don't think I've, I've met a lot of deceptive people, so I don't really know. Oh, I, I do tell, do tell. Give I us mean, synopsis. I've met a lot of, lot of people that, you know, they're just not honest about, they're not even honest about themselves and they're not honest about, they're not happy with themselves at the same time. So I cannot, um, I cannot really speak to anyone that has just been, you know, that that's honestly been, you know, just really kind of kicked around that was, you know, a gentle giant that's just been kicked around by this Jezebel or what I have. I mean, there was a guy, you know, even back when I was in high school and I used to think, okay, well, you know, he's getting a bad rap. What is that all about? And then, and then I, and then I, I meet him like, 10 years later, 15 years later. And it's like, okay, he's still playing. He's playing head games. So it turns out he wasn't a gentle giant. He was just manipulating people. You know, <laughs> so you try to be manipulative, you know, you weren't mm -hmm. really that gentle. You know, you were gentle once people, you wanted to be, you wanted to play on people's emotions. And um, yeah, he was just not, I haven't met anybody that was absolutely, you know, that was just, mucked around or whatever i haven't met anybody like that i don't really and i you know you you i see other people i've witnessed other people maybe with somebody like that and somebody that's done a number on them and um and and yeah I, i've seen guys that are not appreciate that are not appreciated i've seen that but i haven't had one of those you know <laughs> <laughs> i just yeah i don't know i've had some some bitter personalities and I don't want to attract that kind of whatever. I mean, you know, I, I think, you know, what do they say? Dodging a bullet or whatever. I don't want, I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't, and I don't want total somebody that's so damaged that it's, uh, it's, you know, that we need to, it's just, we, we have a bad, the bad footing is it's, it's a bad footing from the beginning. It's just, it's just hard. It's, you know. you know, but I think that there's a lot of, a, a lot of damage going on because of the fact that a lot of the stuff went in that direction where we started talking earlier on your show about the whole feminist type movement, because things went so out of pocket, they tried to make the man, you know, soft and weak. And then they tried to make the woman overly aggressive when neither individual knows how to handle those types of emotions because they were not wired that way. 
And then when you have people functioning in capacities that they were not wired or created to function in, now you've got disarray and you've got dysfunction. Do you know what I'm saying? Men were not made to be soft and open up and, and do all of that talking. I don't need to know what he, what he thinking like that. Mm -mm. I just need to know that he no, loves me. You know I what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't need, I don't need, right. Soft. I don't want a soft guy at all, but you know, I'm, I'm saying you, you end up with somebody you're, you end up dealing with dealing with, you know, you, I think you end up, you still end up dating other people that they've already date. You're trying to clean up. You're picking up the pieces, so to speak. I've, I've been, I've picked up so many pieces in life and, and even, you know, I, I don't want to do that. That's, that's a lot of work. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of damage out there. <clears throat> and I yeah. think a lot of times it does come, you know, a lot of people may not agree with me, but I do see that the mother relationship with the children, especially with the son is really in line with um, what a lot of the, what some of the problems are. I really do. I think a, a lot of times, especially in the black community, you have mothers who are so afraid that something's going to happen to the son when he grows up. She allows a daughter to be strong, but she coddles that boy and she she cripples him because she doesn't want anything to happen to him. She doesn't want him to get beat upside the head by the police. She doesn't want anybody to bother him. She, she, she's really a smotherer. And smothering mothers, especially for young black men, is worse than anything she's attempting to save him from. And that's the reason why we have so many of them that just do not want to stand on their own. The women, the young girls have strength and, and they're, they're out there and they're standing up and they're doing all this other stuff. But you've coddled that young man so much that you prevented him from being who he needs to be. And now you've got a generation of women saying, I just want a man to be a man. Well, he don't know how because he ain't been raised by a man. He's been raised by a coddling, pandering mother. You ain't going to get no man out of that. So, you know, for those of you who are out there who are trying to do it, the word, you know, the word, of, you know, by, by the way that the most high wants you to do it, I'm going to encourage you to get deeper into that. And I'm going to encourage you to talk to some old folks who know what they're talking about. No, not no old fools. Go get you some old women, some wise, godly women that can tell you how to keep your marriage together. Please, please keep your marriages together. Don't run and just get rid of them. You know, because you don't know what a bad thing is until you run from what you thought was bad and run right into the fire. You jump right out that frying pan and go right into the fire, trying to get away from what you just don't want to learn to trust God through. You praying and you asking him to take care of stuff and you're asking him to make sure your household is healthy and you're asking him to change you and you're praying for your husband. And then while you're praying, you just decide to jump off the boat. 10, 15 years later, another woman is living your prayers. Everything you pray for that cat, now she's she's reaping the benefits. She ain't sold no seeds. So don't listen to outside forces. Don't listen to outside women help you tear up your marriage. Do not do that. Do not do that. Do not listen to outside sources tell you how to run your marriage. The only source that you need to be looking at is God. Go in the word. The most high, that's it. Get there and stay there. Find out who you are there. You know what I mean? What do you think? I think it is, I think you're it's it's important to find out who you are. It is. It you you do. But I just think that even if you I think with even with that, I think people try they 
I think people try to lose themselves. They end up losing themselves in, in the other person because they're trying to show some type of loyalty or whatever. Well, I've got to learn everything. I've got to learn everything he knows how to do. And, you know, I've got to be able to do this and that. And then before you know it, that person doesn't even sound like themselves anymore. You know, I've seen that. Like they, they stopped doing all the things that they were doing just so that they can somehow try to be closer to him or be more, being more like him. And that does that doesn't bode very well. <laughs> it, it it doesn't. Um. Yeah, I think, and I think that's also why I've seen a lot of you know things that I've seen a lot of relationships not go well because the person totally loses themselves in the other person. Well, what and, about when when he tries to be more like her? Well, that's not. <laughs> Well, if that means maybe if it's, it can be, that can be, uh, there could be some good things. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> the no. man bun. Man bun. Yeah. No, 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 thanks. No, I don't know. Cinnabon. That is a big, if, but you notice you see a lot more of those and a, a lot more. I mean, I don't want to see, I wouldn't want to see anybody in corporate America with that. I wouldn't. I, well, where would you want to see someone with, such a, see that at with all. such a beautiful bun? I would not such a, see look, that. With such a beautiful chignon. <laughs> I would, I don't want to see that at all. I don't, I, I mean, it's, it's just very unkept and it's very, I don't know. I mean, in the 90s, you know, garage, you know, bands or grunge bands, you know, that was, was some, you know, that the androgyny of, of men with hair might have been, you know, it's kind I'm of. I'm sorry, but, but this not, boy right here, this boy right here, <laughs> <laughs> he can wear that bun big as he won't. He ain't never going to look like, you know, man bun. He, yeah. that, he ain't going to never look like man bun. That right there, that's, that's, that's a problem. That's that right that 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 that'll keep that'll keep some problems going. Man bun. That's not even, you know. That's man just, bun. That just looks like ungroomed. And it looks like it looks that. like Joe Dirt with a with a man bun. That's Joe Dirt with a man bun. <laughs> and this is what we were talking about on Black Springs channel earlier. For those of you who were not there, we decided we were going to come on here tonight. We were going to talk about man buns and mercies. So here we go. But, Go you know, ahead. Even, you know, even in medieval movies or whatnot, you might see men with they 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 kind of style the men's hair, you know, in a bun or even you know the powdered wigs and whatnot. And like what the during the aristocracy, uh, the men, you know, they might have even a low a low something kind of ponytail with some kind of little bow or something on the on the end of it. I my just, God. Uh, my God! I, 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 I don't. To me, I'm not even a fan of facial hair. I, oh no! He got to have a beard. He's got to keep the beard. Oh, I mean, he's got to keep the beard. That's to me. That is just not. That's a Brillo pad. That's a Brillo not pad. The guy that you just have. <laughs> on I don't want to see that much. Come in contact with that much hair. 
Well, we were talking about him, and I just thought, you know, I mean, isn't this the guy that was in that show? Um, isn't he the one that was with Targaryen, yeah. the girl? So that is, I think that guy is with Lisa Bonet. That's her guy, Jason something. I think is his name. What was the name of that that movie? The 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 the. the it's not the Lord of the Rings. It was the, it was the movie with the the, O.G. Willikers. You know, it was the with the, with the, she had the. There was a girl who had the dragons and all of that. You know what I mean? She had the dragons and then they had the little fidget and then they had the, you guys know what I'm talking about. I don't know from eyeshadow. The plural said that there are two got there two. Those guys are two steps from my shadow. <laughs> okay. So that's Aquaman. But I thought that he played in. The movie that has the Targaryen girl with the dragons. Game of Thrones. That's it, Susan. Game of Thrones. Wasn't that the guy that was married to her? I don't know. I, I haven't even seen Game of Thrones. Well, I'll just be honest with you. The quarantine sort of got me into watching a lot of stuff. That I had to watch by myself to make sure that no little eyes could see something. Because there was a lot of stuff in that show that if you could get past the um, the the parts that you don't want to see. Because I had to keep fast forwarding it through those parts. But it had a lot of stuff that was really amazing because it was pivotal to what we're dealing with now today, believe it or not. Even though the Game of Thrones was supposed to be so far back, it was a trip. It had a lot of stuff in there. So it looks like, um, oh, hi, Robert Ingram. I didn't know you were here. Hi, Robert. Robert Ingram says, good night. God bless. 4 a.m. here, Game of Thrones. Yes, that's it. You sleep well, sir. Um, it's inside your uh, email, Ronnie. Oh, you didn't get it? Okay, hold on. I'm sending it to Ronnie again. All right. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Now we get to have a man's perspective because really... Two chicks talking about this could only last so long because we only seen it from one side. And clearly that's not good because clearly that's not what we want. We want to hear it from a godly man, godly man. So anyway, so let's get you married. Can we do that? Can we find, help you find a good man? Me? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, it's, it's just not, I, I just don't really... I don't know. At this point, I'm kind of not. That's I, I. That's not on my radar right now. Okay, but this guy but he, here, he, he doesn't look bad. No, no, but no. Hunter Pyatt. No. Was the tats? Is too many tats? It's the man no, bun. It's, it's the bun. It's too many things. It's the bun. Too much hair. Too much, and that's just not. Not yeah. <laughs> don't. He looks like that. he's wearing his baby brother's Easter speech suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that whole little <laughs> metro metro tiny suit deal. Hmm. Yikes. That, that 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 is a tiny suit. That is that's what I would definitely call a tiny suit, but here you go. What do you think about that? Yuck, yuck. Hey, it's a man bun. Get with the program. <laughs> that is not ugh. yeah. That is not um Get with the program, sister. What's the problem here? I don't, I can't appreciate that look. I don't, 
not at this point in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we were talking about, you know, how you find a lot of people who are the times, the time wasters and the time takers in your family and your life. They want to tell you how to live your life. Got a video for you guys. I want you to watch it right quick. And we're going to talk about it. And it's really about when you find those people who just, they're just, you know, it's time to trim the fat. You know, sometimes it's important to make sure that you keep your goals in front of you because once you start to step outside of the goals, especially in a marriage, what ends up happening is you find that your time is slipped away. And oftentimes a woman, really, if you look at from the time your husband gets up and goes to work, and I'm talking directly to women who want to stay home and take care of their house. If you look at the time from the time you get up until the time he's home, you really do need more hours in a day. So this video is going to deal with that. And we're going to talk about this. And I want you guys to check this out because, yeah, there are a lot of people out there who would love to do nothing but to zap your time. Once, Especially if you got a good thing. See, I'm going to tell you something. A, a, a charlatan of a chick, she can see when you got a good thing. And if you got a friend in your life and she ain't no good, she's hanging around you and you married and she ain't, you better watch it. Because there's a lot of times out there people are trying to talk you out of what you have and they jealous because they ain't even got it. So this will tell you to trim the fat. We'll be back. What's going on in your life right now that you could do without? Is it the friend that calls you and wants to absorb all of your time and when you look up an hour's past and you've not gotten any of your tasks done? Is it the habit that you have that you might spend too much money on? If you look back, you may have saved about $1,000 in a year if you hadn't done it. What is it that you can trim? Can you trim the fat on relationships that you know are not healthy? Yeah, we can all do that, right? Today, I want to talk really quickly about trimming the fat in your life. I have a person that's in my life or that was in my life for several years, and they began to absorb too much of my time. It took too much of my time for me to try to correct their mindset about what they thought I was doing or what they thought I was or who they thought I thought I was. And one day I decided while I was working on a huge project at work and this person just kept texting and sending all kind of uh, just incendiary text messages, I decided to stop for a second and tell them just bluntly, I choose not to deal with you anymore. Why? Because they were draining me of my energy that I was directing in a positive place. Sometimes you have to take control over those relationships that you know are not healthy for you. If you're looking for that other person to just get tired and go away, guess what? They're not because they've been put there on purpose to make sure that you stay derailed, to make sure that you don't finish the task, to make sure that whatever it is you've got to do that you know is important, you fail at. So it's up to you to trim the fat. It's up to you, wives, when those women call, knowing your husband comes home around six or seven and you have things to do. When they call you, you let them know, I'm sorry, my husband's home. I can't talk. Why? Because those are traps that are set to derail you. You have to give people boundaries and let them know where you stand on all things in your life. Husbands, for that chick that's at your job smiling and grinning and she's giving you the googly eye and you haven't had that googly eye in a long time, that's a trap. You have to set your boundaries. You have to let somebody know and you have to be definitive. There is no chance that you will ever get close to me. 
please leave me alone. Why? Because you don't have time to be derailed. Every time you do something that is a waste of your time, no matter what it is, it prevents you from getting to the goal that you may have set. Now, if you've not set a goal, that's a problem too. That is a problem because procrastination is the worst thing that you could ever be a party to. So I'm suggesting that everybody today trim the fat, get rid of the stuff that doesn't do you any good. Think about the conversations that you have that are absolutely fruitless and don't have them again. Why? Because you are going somewhere. And when you're going somewhere, only the people who are supposed to be in the vehicle can arrive when you do. This is Felicia Lockhart, and this has been the Lockhart Perspective. That's right. It's time to trim the fat. Why? Because you know, and I know, that it does you absolutely no good to have individuals that suck your time away. Have you ever had a situation where, say, for example, you, you were at home with the kids, and I'm dealing, dealing with women again. <clears throat> you were at home with the children, and you started out talking to your aunt at about eight or nine o'clock in the morning, and then you look up and it's 12 o'clock. Maybe your husband comes home from lunch and there's nothing made, but normally you would have something made. And because you're ashamed, you get upset because he's upset because, well, there's nothing to eat. But he comes home on purpose. Why? Because he's saving money and he wants to see you in the middle of the day anyway. But there's nothing to eat. And now to take up and defend yourself, you know, now you want to listen to what your aunt was saying because she was telling you all along that you need to get out and get a job and have your own money. That's how those types of things start. That's how they start because you're unprepared and you will listen to whatever is easiest at the moment. Whatever appears to be uh, leaning toward your psyche or whatever it seems to be leaning toward defending yourself, you'll start to listen to. And that's a problem. That is a problem. Uh, game sure. of what? That, that's a problem. And so, you know, there's several different things that we could do that we can talk about that'll help us, you know, become better. But what I want to say tonight is, is to, to drive home this one point is there not, there's nothing wrong with being, um, there's nothing wrong with being submit, submitted to your spouse. There's, if you married him, then, then why, why wouldn't you, you don't have a good, you know, what's the matter with your judgment? You don't have a good, uh, you don't have a good judgment. You don't have discernment. What's wrong with being, why wouldn't you want to support him and his efforts? And why wouldn't you want to be submitted to him? Why? And that's a good question. You got rid of one of those, Teresa, good for you. Well, it doesn't look like uh, Ronnie is going to be able to, to join us tonight. And we'll never scratch, you know, we'll never get beyond the surface of exactly what we need to do. Rachel, given the choice, prefer mermaid man. <laughs> uh, three, it took me a minute. Um, yeah, but we'll never be able to, uh, to to get to the bottom. But what do you think? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I don't think so. It's it's, it's <laughs> never. It's, we'll never get there unless unless each person begins to understand the importance. First of all, women. I think maybe for us, our homework this week ought to be not to try to make a man weak and not to try to make him like us. I don't want a man that thinks like me, and I don't want a man who's soft like me. I, you know, when I'm, you know, in a, in a different setting, of course, uh, you didn't, again, you didn't get a link. What is the issue here? I sent you two links. Hold on just a second. All right. Hold on. Let's, let's do it one more time. Let's just, just let's, let's do it again. Um, all right. There's one. 
We'll do it again to the other email there. Okay, so put it in there again because we're about to. I'm so glad we had this time together. Yeah. Okay, I'll send it to you now. Let's see. See if you got it now. Do you got it now? Do you got it now? Check it out. Tell me, do you got it? Tell me, do you got it? I hope you got it. So anyway, yeah, so that's, I think uh, I lost my train of thought there for a second, but just to recap on everything that we're talking about right now, I think that if each person begins to be responsible for making sure that they honor our father in heaven with our actions as it relates to relationships in our lives, that we will be a lot better off than we are now. And here is Ronnie Mann. Hello, Ronnie. What say you? Hello? <laughs> Hello, am I on? <laughs> yeah, I just, um... Am I on? Can you hear me? Abna, can you hear it? Abna! We don't hear you no more. If you're talking, we can't hear you. We see your mic is un, is un, is is not muted, but we showed so up and hear you. Now so we you can, can hear you. Now we can okay. hear you. But yeah. I just want to, I want to thank everybody for <laughs> being on the... Lockhart perspective this evening. Yeah. Okay. That's good. And um, <laughs> it was a pleasure to be here. <laughs> well, thank you, and we're we're welcoming you with every tender morsel. With every tender morsel, we want to say you're welcome. What say you about a good woman? Tell us all about it, Ronnie Man. Or don't. Why <laughs> are you taking a station ID break again? <laughs> I just don't understand it. He's here. He's here today, gone tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. But anyway, <laughs> can you not hear me? Now we can hear you, but I don't know I what you was doing. It was on, it's snack time over here, so I guess I'm just munching along. And I apologize. You know, dead air is not is not where it's at. No, but it, it is good to be here this evening. Um. Uh, I guess I have to be coerced into trying to um, to smooth into you know the segment of where you're at. Well, I just tell you, just just do your thing because you wanted to brag on your wife, and we want you to brag on your wife. So how about we just start there? Is this a segment of bragging on wives? Well, you can brag on your wife. That's absolutely right. Come on in and brag on your spouse, your love, your dub, your perfect one. Well, well, um, of course. One can only speak on the on the experience that they have had, um, but uh, but a lot of the virtues that you were speaking, um, you know, of which you were speaking, I was like, did are they spying on my wife? Like like who? How do they know my wife like that? And every like I pr <laughs> literally every single aspect of the qualities that you said, uh, you know are a, um, just a wonderful companion. Like these qualities are embedded in my wife and, and, and it is amazing. It is truly an amazing journey when you can have somebody, um, you know, of that capacity to be compatible with, to, 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 you know, to, to move along this journey with, and, and, and you hit it on the head. It's a help meet. It is a help meet. And of course I'm speaking from the man's perspective, um, talking about a woman. 
I'm going to be completely frank. Please. Okay. Um, and of course, I'm only coming from one angle. Every time that I'm going to come up here, I'm only coming from one angle. And that's and the only one we want. Come on with it. So, so, so the thing is, is that the gold standard in which we are striving to find and to build upon are biblical principles. Mm -hmm. Everything that we are trying to achieve, whether it be the man looking for the woman or the woman looking for the man, these are biblical values and biblical principles that when we are trained, quote unquote, trained in the way that we should go, we should have accumulated these qualities along the way and have been ready for that significant <laughs> other when that time comes. But the, th the fact remains is that, oh, my goodness. I mean, we, we don't know self. We don't know self, and then we think that we know self, but the self that we do know, we have been given, and we don't mm. realize that we don't even realize that the self that we know has actually been given to us, and they said, hey, this is yourself. Here you are, and then um, you were too young to know um, that that wasn't you, but you put it on. You put, you, you put it on early, and then you became um, a component of that culture. Turns out, uh, I mean, I don't know if anybody is outside of uh, uh, the United States of America, but, uh, you know, that's listening. Uh, but I'm speaking from the American perspective. Um, like, it, turn, it turns out you put on the American culture. Mm. And, and, and everybody that is in the believing community are, are, are trying to assess and obtain qualities from the biblical narrative. But the fact remains is you can't have both things. If you have both things, it's, I mean, it's similar to the, to the aspect of the parable where you can't serve two masters. Like you, you're going to be, you're going to taint one or the other. You can't have both things. Either you're going to be completely um, biblical as far as your culture, or you're going to be American, you it, like they've told you that you can have both the best of both worlds, but it is virtually impossible. A house divided will never stand. So either get on the line of um, or get on the opposite side of the line of being American or get on the opposite side of the line of holding to the, the, uh, the biblical culture, um, either or, because if you're content with the uh, you know, uh, just just to keep with the with, with with the rhetoric, if you're content with the man bun and you want to do the man bun thing on your guy or what have you, and that is you know slightly off putting to um, that isn't slightly off putting to you, then do that, and do that over there. But if you're trying to find virtuous virtuosity, uh, you know things of that nature, then you need to be on that on the opposite side of that fence, and you need to maintain that. You can't be dabbling. You can't have both feet uh, dangling on both. Oh, you can't have one foot dangling on both sides. You can't do it. It just you won't work. It so won't let work. You, let me ask you then what, what is, what do you think is the biggest detriment to the husband wife relationship right now today or the households in the, in and of themselves? What do you think the biggest detriment is? The biggest detriment is something that we don't have control over. The biggest detriment is what has already been produced. We, we were born into it. The biggest detriment is the past. Wow. We don't, 
Explain. We don't have access to switching that up. We were born into like we were raised a certain kind of way. And whatever that way was, you know, you know, it was different for every single um, person, individual. But we were raised in different in different ways of thought in 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 different environments, and uh, it was a Westernized American culture. So um, that has molded and shaped who we are now. What it is, is we have to denounce and renounce that and we have to die to self daily and we have to be born again. This this thing is cliche sounding, but you really have to understand what's going on. We are transformed by the renewing of our mind. Think about the heaviness of those words. You better say that. You have to renew your mind. And then it's not play, play, renew your mind. It's not, let's just say it because it sounds Sunday-ish. It sounds churchy. It is literally transforming yourself because you have renewed your brain, your thought patterns. And only and only and only then can one be truly transformed. Otherwise, you're just playing with it, and then you're tainted. Either you're worldly, and then you're tainted with a whole lot of uh, religious aspects, or you're spiritual, and you're tainted with worldly aspects. Either way, you're like you're double dipping. You can't do it. You cannot do it. If you're going to be on that side of the fence, great, but maintain your position on that side of the fence. Huh. You know, if it, if it works for you being you know, two, uh, two, or an effeminate man and a masculine woman, or a, uh, or a two effeminate or two female, or whatever it is that wasn't um, biblically stated that it, how it was supposed to be intended um, from the biblical perspective. If that's your, um, if that's your thing, then do that on that side, and I'm sure that you'll find some level of contentment or what have you. But if you're really not down with that. You need to come over to the side of what the scripture says, because I promise you everything that, I, that I've heard when I was able to peek in and, uh, and, and have a listen, everything that I heard was relating to spiritual qualities and, um, and uh, uh, these, these biblical principles. And that's why we removed the, the natural people out of it. We just went ahead and said, okay, this is about, you know, spiritual, spiritual women, spiritual men, because we didn't want to, we had to make it a little more finite. We didn't want it to just be so broad because oftentimes then you find a lot of people who are in the world, these things aren't going to work for them because they don't have that relationship. Right. So, so, so to reiterate, um, the gold standard that we are trying to assimilate that we are trying to find ourselves um maintaining is the biblical principle everything is rooted there so in com just to be completely uh just to just to go there it starts okay 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 well you said you said as far as the detriment goes we were raised a certain kind of way, and it says that we um, are supposed to be uh, raised, you know, train them in the way that they will go, and then when they get older, they would not stray from it. When we look at the English, it says train them in the way, but this is what's really going on. When we look at the Hebrew of that word, um, it actually means that the word means dedicate. It's like Hannah did with Samuel. You're dedicating your child into the way of Yah, of the Most High. 
you are training him in that way, not the not the Romanized religious way of the Americanized, Westernized culture of churchianity, but the actual way that the scriptures have told us that we should guide ourselves down, you know, as far as that road. And if you haven't dedicated yourself to that way, then of course, then I mean, I mean, you're you're you don't really know. You just think that you know, and then you have to find yourself. So, as far as the detriment goes, it or it already happened. So, what ha- what needs to take place now is we need to assess the situation. Okay, we know that everybody within um uh you know a listen uh, a hearing distance of what I'm saying right now, everybody knows that there are aspects in their lives that we that we need to tighten up on as far as the script as far as what the scriptures tell us to do mm-hmm. and um so nobody has arrived nobody's there nobody's there we continue to have to tighten up that's why he told us die daily to yourself he didn't say you know die die on tuesday and then for the rest you know you're good like every <laughs> single day you have to do this you have to do this. And then when you do it, so if you're dead, you have no will of your own. Mm. Will is the most highs. You have no life of your own. Your life is the most high. You have no mouthpiece. You have no vocal cords of your own. Everything is the most highs. So mm. in order for you to live and walk and talk and think how the most high is, you have to actually dive into these scriptures to figure it out. Hmm. Give us a cheat note. Give us a cheat note. Give us a quick way for people to get that. I mean, because I want to, I want to, I want to just move around from there just a little bit. And I I do want to talk about the good qualities and why you say you have the best wife. I want to, I want to be nosy. I want to know why your wife is the one. Come on. Well, well, I mean, I mean, moving it forward, this is what I'm saying. It happens with, I I, I need to say this point though, if I may. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, after we know what the detriment is, we have to assess it. But in all actuality, in the relationship, it starts with the man. The man absolutely has to know. The woman can already be there. She could already be that, you know, beautiful flower that just needs, you know, that is ready. Mm-hmm. But with man being in the mental space that he needs to be, he will never appreciate where that woman is at in in the in in the the relationship will never be will come to the fruition that it should have been there's going to be lacking and it's because the man it's mm-hmm. because the man like i said the one a, a lot of times the woman's ready <laughs> the woman's already ready already mm-hmm. um but it's the man and so so um what i found is this whole uh, um submissive thing it becomes a cuss word because men don't know how to how to appreciate it and utilize it and do it correctly. And then next thing you know, you hear stuff about, um, you know, how it's been abused or how it's been manipulated and how it's been twisted and all this and that. But that's because of the mentality of the man and where he is at. Um, you, The man really has to assess the situation and make a conscious decision to not put the woman first, but to put his creator first. Mm-hmm. And once the creator is first, everything else is going to fall into place. Mm-hmm. 
but you have to do it in sincerity. You have to do it in spirit and you have to do it in truth. Otherwise you're lying to everybody and then come to find out Clark Kent really does use the bathroom and it really does stink. <laughs> in the book that we're talking about tonight that we mentioned, chapter four, Submission and the Married Man. Being a man is tough. Being a Christian married man is overwhelming. Before I discovered that everyone is called to submit, including the married man, I was sure that God's justice scale was tipped in favor of men. Now that I know what they've been called to do, I'm surprised there hasn't been an uprising complete with picket signs reading, I should have been born a woman. Ironically, there has been such an emphasis on submission among married women that the responsibilities <clears throat> of men have gone virtually unmentioned. Nevertheless, God has given men some very specific leadership assignments, which when accomplished glorify his kingdom. But it takes a man surrendered to God's word to carry out God's orders. That's uh, from Liberated Through Submission by P. Bunny Wilson, page 61 and 62. And I think that ties right into what you were just saying there, Ronnie. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and it does, it does fall back. Uh, I mean, but to, to move it a little bit more forward to, you know, to talk about your wife. Yeah. How awesome mm -hmm. she is. It, the thing is, is that she recognizes that I have made a conscious decision to switch it up and I'm no longer in this world. I, I really am not. I am. I have put, I have put my, is she my, there? <laughs> is she, is she able to talk to us? I mean, I mean, she may be, you know, busy or something like that, but I mean, are you in a place where she is? Are you at work? I mean, you know, we want to hear what she might have to say. I mean, I mean where is she, Ronnie? Where is she? I, I came home for lunch. So let me see. Yes. Yes. I want you guys to meet my sister, Sonia. Yes. I don't know if she's available. Lady. It might not be. It might not be. Uh, it may not know. be conducive. It might. Yes. It might yeah, not be. It might not be conducive. Yes. Yes. But let's just, you know, peep it out and see. Yeah, no, no, it's not that time. Not, and I apologize. It's okay. It's okay. But we do want to hear about this wonderful lady. So I'm going to let you go ahead on and wrap that out. Go ahead and do your thing. Well, I'm saying she recognized. Uh, it ultimately does fall back on the man. It, it, it really does. Uh, I decided that I was going to be who I was supposed to be in my creator. And when I decided to do that, I'm not the same person anymore. Like I don't have the same uh, way of speech. I don't, I don't cuss anymore. I don't, I'm not, I'm not out looking for, you know, things that, that is self gratifying, self satisfying. And she's, and she saw it. <laughs> she can actually see the difference and it wasn't a front. Like I'm genuinely trying and she appreciated that. And she gave me <laughs> the time of day and, um, and, you know, okay. So moving forward, we, we, we got married or what have you. And because she sees a complete difference in me and how I operate and what I'm trying to do, she totally trusts the direction that I'm moving in. Because she's not trusting in me. She's trusting that I, she sees the level of trust that I have put in my creator. And she trusts the most high. She, you know, she trusts 
because she is a child of, you know, quote unquote, she's a child of God. Right. Right. So she knows that. So she knows that her father is not going to put her in no detriment, you know, in no situation. Um, Because, in all honesty, it's not going to be she might she might reap some repercussions, but that's going to be on me. Mm-hmm. That's gonna end up being on me, you know. Shame on me. Like I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get the brunt end of the stick. And she, and you know, she knows that I know that. So I, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, uh, mess that up in the spiritual realm or anything. You know, I don't want to reap those repercussions. Well, I would say that you all's relationship <clears throat> is really indicative of the body. I mean, you know, of the relationship of, of how the father is with you know, with, with the son and then, you know, the son being head of the man. And then you're, you guys are in such tight order. Your relationship is, 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 and we, we serve a God of order. We do our father in heaven. Yahweh is, he, he is, he is a God of order. And I think that is what a lot of relationships should strive to have when both people and see that's it equally yoked. This is equally yoked. This is, this, this is what it should start with. The good relationship should not be, can he, can he provide for me? Does he have enough money? There should be some balance in that you are both equal in the same belief system. Being Absolutely. equally yoked is everything. And that's what they are. They are both equally yoked. They understand the journey. They understand the parameters. They understand the handbook that's been given to them. Uh, and any other ancillary books that have been given to them, they understand the book. They understand who Yahweh is. They get it. And their goal is to both independently study and then to come together with knowledge, but then to stay right in the same place. Have you ever had a vehicle that runs with all of its pistons firing and doing everything at the right time? Then that's what we're talking about. That's, that's how they are together. I mean, it's, 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 I harmony. Prefer, it's harmony. Every, every decision that I make, I bring to the table. We discuss it. She gives me all of her insight, which is completely valuable in certain aspects that I would have, uh, it's not so much that I would have, I wouldn't have thought of, but that I would have dismissed as soon as I thought about it. Cause like, that's, I'm not, I don't have that womanly side of certain thought processes. Like I can't, I'm not even trying to go there. And then, but since she brought it to the table, I'll entertain it. We'll weigh out the options. And then when it's all said and done, she trusts whatever decision I make. And then whatever decision I make, I trust that my creator is not going to have me falling off a cliff and looking stupid. So he's going to put up, if, even if I'm silly with it, you know what I mean? Which, which, uh, I'm growing to not be silly with it because I'm using discernment and I'm using the wisdom. I'm grabbing wisdom as I go and then I'm applying it for future tense mm-hmm. each time. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, but, okay, uh, uh, colloquially, I'm learning from my mistakes and now and then I'm not doing it again. I'm not going through the the gerbil, the you know the the, the hamster little thing, but just going round and round. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. That's so yesterday. Like no, no, mm-hmm. we can't do that. So, um, so, you know, so what I'm would putting, you say to a young brother out there right now that's looking for a good woman? What, what, what could, because there's a couple of good cats in the, in the chat. If you're looking for a good woman, stop and look for yourself. Find yourself first. 
You cannot, if you had the good woman at your doorstep, you wouldn't know what to do with her. Now check it. You might in the physical, in the, in the worldly aspect, but in a way that is pleasing to the most, to your creator, you wouldn't begin to know what to do with her. Because this is the thing. We are builders. We are building. We, the, uh, the man establishes the household. And if, you, if, if you're establishing on the wrong foundation, then you already started off wrong. And it's, it's, pointless, it's pointless from here on out. You have a beautiful house. And then it's gonna, as soon as one teeny tiny little movement ha uh, you know, happens, it's going to crumble because the foundation wasn't sound. You need to find self. And when I mean by, what I mean by that is you need to make a conscious decision. Uh, how can I say? To do right. Stop doing, stop being stupid. Stop being, okay, put it like this. If you're 30 years old, what in the world are you doing? Still doing the things that you were doing when you were 20 years old. Because think about it. What you were doing when you were 20 years old you were doing when you were a teenager. So now you're a 30 year old man doing teenage stuff. Snap out of it, live where you at, grow up. If you're 40 years old, why are you still doing the things that you were doing when you were 30 years old? Step your game up, brother. Let's go, let's go. The whole world is advancing and you're living in the past. Snap out of it. Grow up. These are the things that I tell myself. It, it's 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 weird. I like I how I motivate myself. I tell myself like, "What's wrong with you, Ronnie? Like, <laughs> step your game up." Like that, that's how I, that's how I encourage myself. <laughs> it might not it, it might not work for everybody, but I mean that's that's what it, that's how I do it. And and I motivate myself that way because I'm like, man, I can't be. I'm out here looking like yesterday. I need to look like tomorrow. So I mean that that would be my thing, and, and I mean you really can't. You say you look like yesterday. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was listening to you in the playback. That was funny. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, think about it. It is. It is. It is very true. We got to grow up. We got to grow up. We we hold the title man, you know. But be a man. Come on, man. Let's go. And then we got some cold brothers. We got some strong brothers. We have some men. Tighten up, be even stronger, be even tighter, be yeah, even more on point. The plurical says, translation, man up. Man up. Man up. Man up. And, 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 and this is the thing, man, not man up in the world's aspect of, you know, uh, of what that is, but. Yeah, not the being suggesting, not the me, man, you, Jane. Because, because look, man, ser seriously, before the world grabbed hold of you and put all these calluses and all these things on you and made you hardened, remember that sweet little kid that you were? That's who you really are. And that's what I was saying earlier. That's who you need to strengthen. That's he, who you he was that he and she saw that in him and she strengthened that because she knew who he was. We saw this big bear. This grizzly, and she saw the him that may have been scared because he was born on the reservation. Maybe he was afraid of something that happened on the reservation that was still stuck with him. You know what I mean? She saw that. She saw him, and she 
And I think that it wasn't that he lowered anything where he, she just had that wisdom to be able to pierce through that and see that. <clears throat> that's who you need to strengthen. That's who we need to strengthen, Felicia. Mm -hmm. Need mm -hmm. to strengthen little, that little child that is within. And then we have to go to the playbook. Are you saying that, that, that in that relationship, the husband wife relationship, the vulnerability is being vulnerable to healing and to, and to picking that little boy up at the five-year-old mark where he was hurt and allowing him to grow in that situation. So it, let it, me ask you something. So do you think that divorces are made of people who give up on the guy that she married? He was six. And then a year or two later, now he's 10, he's still acting 10. Do you think maybe she gave up too soon? And, and, and what do you say about divorce, Ronnie? I, what, I have, what I have no idea. Um, I can't, I can't, I really can't speak on that. I have not even entertained the thought of divorce. Not for you. Well. I'm talking from a biblical nope. standpoint. I'm saying like, I haven't, I don't really know. This is what I can say. If there is a divorce, you haven't been diving in your scriptures mm. because there wouldn't be. And, but, but that goes back to the detriment because if everybody, if my mom and daddy raised me right, I would have already been a king for real, for real. In every sense of the royalty, like when you saw me, you would just, your heartstrings will melt because my mother and father raised me in the way of the creator. And like, as soon as I, because the anointed, the spirit is what, what is really what is attractive. It's the spirit that is attractive. So when we walk into a room and you really have it going on from the inside and, 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 and the love, of Yah is just oozes out of you, people are attracted to you immediately. Mm. And the ones that are repelled by you, that lets you know what spirit that <laughs> so you need to run who away they belong from them. to who they belong to. Run away from them. And that right there is case evident on who you need to further uh like you know if you see a woman and she doesn't like that you have actually switched up and uh thought to be pleasing to the most high in all of your actions. And then they look at you and they're repulsed or they look at you and, and, oh, he's a lame or whatever. Then they're not for you. I don't care how good they look. Stop looking at these. You know, this, this what we're doing is we're trying to find the non-GMO. Mm. And mm -hmm. the GMO is, you know, Taco Bell and, you know, all this fast food is easy and it's, and, it's, and it's convenient. But you need a home meal. You need a mommy meal. And that's what <laughs> thanks, mom. <laughs> thanks, mom, to coin a phrase. And that's what we need. You know, that's what the, and ultimately that's what we're looking for. Now, I'm not saying, you know, don't don't be attracted, um, you know, at physically or what have you. Um, but well, I believe every woman needs a little highlighter every now and again. I believe that as far as physical attraction is concerned. It doesn't, you know, if, if you're plus size, I'm plus size. But like I say, beat that face and make sure your clothes look together. Make sure you're looking good. That's what that's me. Um, but <clears throat> I agree with everything that Ronnie is putting down uh, to coin Black Springs phrase. Everything he's putting down, I, I, I'm picking it up. I feel it. I hear it. You know, I do want to talk about divorce for a second. And, I, and I'll say this, that what always confused me was the passage that said, you know, where, um, where Yeshua was saying, um, you know, that was put there basically, and I'm paraphrasing, the hardness of hearts. That's the reason why it was allowed, but in the beginning, it was not so. In the beginning, it was not so. 
I don't know whether you know that passage or not, Ronnie, but, 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 you know, Yeshua was talking about that, basically saying, you know, Hey, you guys wanted to toss the spouse away, right? you know, and, and that was given specifically because of the hardness of, 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 of men's heart, but it was not directed that way. I mean, there, let me tell you something as a woman, I can tell you that I, I understand more and more the scripture that talks about, you know, long suffering. I understand it from a personal standpoint. I know that sometimes things can be so ugly and they can appear to be so raggedy. But if you can remember any supplications and anything that you have spoken to the most high about as it relates to your life and your marriage, that the battles, you know, the battles don't just stop because you are having a conversation and a dialogue with the most high. Listen to that from a personal standpoint. You can put something out there to the father and say, this is something that I don't want anymore. I don't want to deal with this part of this anymore. And then you can just one day drop your rocks and just say, okay, you know what? I'm just going to go with this. And Ronnie understands what I'm talking about. <clears throat> Both Ronnie and, um, and uh, you know, and Lee, those are my brothers. I, you know, I talk to my brothers all the time, but I'm just going to say this. To, I'm not saying, I'm not saying to be, like me. But what I'm saying is I understand that once you start to have a specific dialogue with our father, that there will be things that come at you that are diametrically opposed to what you have had in your private conversations with Yah. Am I making sense? Yeah. So, 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 so then you laid that out there and now you're going to be tried on that thing. And I don't right. think that, I don't think that, <clears throat> and so, so what's the point? You got to be wiser than you used to be. If you, like Ronnie said earlier, if you have gone through X, Y, or Z, and then you can look back at that, which you, unfortunately we have to look back, but you can look back and you see the mistakes that you made. Don't make that mistake again. Don't give up on a person. Don't, don't really, I believe that life is just about the things that we go through and how we apply our relationship with our father to the things that we go through. It's, it, it, it really falls back on the man. It really falls back on the man. And, and Amen. It, it really does. Because um, if you're looking at the scripture as the gold standard, then a woman has no place to divorce the man. So the thing is, the man should be compact, should understand that and stop giving his wife living hell. Like, like tighten up, man, and man. Be, be a place of serenity for your woman mm -hmm. because she's tied to you. And if you break that tie, you're like, you're, 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 you're ripping a soul in half. Like, you, like that's it. Divorce is destructive is completely destructive and 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 we are one we've become one we've become one and that's like me walking up to somebody i mean in a very vague sense or what have you that's me just you know somebody walking up to somebody else and just ripping them in half like you're literally one you have literally become one and that go see, but see, that's what I'm saying. So the detriment lies in 
we we started off wrong. We we planted our our seed in 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 poor soil initially, and now we just have to reap those repercussions. Or we you know we 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 built our house on on shaky on a shaky foundation, um, and that is the detriment. And we have to live with the consequences. Or you know uh, I don't know if, if you need a divorce divorce. I'm not one to tell you don't divorce. I'm not one to tell you. Um, uh, you know, don't divorce or do divorce. I'm just here to tell you what the scriptures blatantly instruct us on how to behave and how to be civil and how to, you know, love one another. I and think, I think, uh, let me just say this because I, I hear you. I, I hear you. There's a lot of people, you listen, <clears throat> each one of us go through things and we think that divorce is the answer. But oftentimes, based on what he just said, it's 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 destruction. It is it is. I think for those of us in that marriage or in that relationship, for those of us who've gone through those types of things, it's incumbent upon the one who knows the most of the word at that time is what I'm going to say, because oftentimes we do find ourselves in marriages that, you know, necessarily were not put up the way that our father wanted them to be. And then we find ourselves involved in it. And then you are accountable for the word you got in you. If you have any spiritual discernment, you can see that, you know, it is a battle and either you do it the right way or you succumb to it and then you're back to square one. It's a lesson and it's a lesson plan. You got to go through it again. It doesn't matter if you leave that person. If you call yourself a believer and you go away, you're going to go through that test again until you get it right. Fair warning. That's correct. That's correct. And I can't I cannot stress the point. It falls back on the man. I'm not saying that the woman doesn't have any any uh, you know uh, strings that she can pull to 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 make it better or smoother or more exciting or what have you. But I'm saying it falls back on the commitment of the man and what he is going to do. And you have to go back um, to the blueprint, to the to to the uh, to the guideline, to the to the playbook. And, and find out what it is because as, as a husband and I, of course I'm, I'm, I'm talking from I'm not talking from the boyfriend girlfriend or the you know puppy right. love and, and we're not no we're dealing specifically with the okay. right type of marriage but, but and, and, and but from the husband's perspective you have to understand who you are husbandry is an agricultural word the husbandry of course you are you are planting seeds in soil you are cultivating you mm -hmm. are growing you are establishing you are producing absolutely and you have to first of all it is important for you to make sure that you have the best soil possible so if you weren't wise and you chose unwisely and you find out that your soil isn't so much as great as you thought it was or what have you, but you still have the capacity to make that soil the richest soil in town. The thing is, is that you have to change yourself and it has to be an evident change that she is willing to follow. It has to be a sincere change, and, and, and you can't fake sincerity. You can, but only to a certain extent. It really has to be a transformation because your mind, your brain, your thought patterns have been, have been renewed. And you mm -hmm. got to go back to the game plan. You got to go back to the, uh, to the blueprint, to the playbook. Mm -hmm. 
So let's read some of the comments here. Susan Donahue says, back then you were married by speaking it three times and it made it so. Um, do you know anything about that, Ronnie? Well, I mean, it depends on what culture you're talking about, uh, because there's different aspects on how different cultures got married and uh, how it was um, so. But, uh, you know, the, what state? I, OK, I'll just you. I'm in the state of Virginia. OK, so so if Virginia. So I had to go and get a marriage license and Virginia signed off on it. And I am legally married in the state of Virginia. But if, if, if Virginia fell right now. And just, you know, I don't know, just something. And it wasn't uh, it, it wasn't a authority anymore. I'm still married. I'm mm -hmm. still married. That's all just paperwork. That's mm -hmm. all just paperwork. It's just a way to make money, really, honestly, because to her point, you know, I mean, nobody had any pieces of paper or buy or, you know, one of those binding uh, contracts, which, you know, that's when the, that's he, I always see it as a way to make money because if they can charge you for it, then they can charge you to get out of it. But the, the but the 25 bucks you pay to get into it on paper is far less expensive than what it costs to get out of it. So if you want us, we, we're going to say you're married here um, and, and then that's OK. That's good. Now we'll move forward. And if you have to you have to dissolve it, then it's going to cost you a whole lot more. It's all financial as, as far as as far as Rome is concerned. We need papers on everybody so we can exactly. see how, how exactly. we can, you know, cycle because it's you know, taxable. people. It's, yeah, it's taxable. It literally goes back to give unto Caesar what is Caesar's. What is Caesar's. And yeah. it's going to make everything his. Right. One way so, or another. So, 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 so that's what that piece is. So PBS lover says went to a high school reunion and saw a couple in default embrace, embrace exact same position. 30 years earlier, I commented and someone mentioned that it was since grade school. So these two people I'm, I'm gathering is what he's saying that, you know, he saw somebody and they, they were exactly how they were for even when they were in high school. And then somebody commented and said that the person that the people, I guess is from my interpretation of what I'm reading. They have been that way since grade school. Gee whiz, that's, it, it, are you getting that? Is that what you're picking up from that? I mean, that's, that's, that's good stuff right there. And 30 years, 30 years and the candle has not died down. That's that all. is somebody raised them right. So deplorable says, I don't have great wealth, but I do have great abilities like nunchuck abilities and the bow and staff. Woo. Nothing like a, nothing like one of those cats that can pull up a nice, you know, what, what are they? The, the, uh, the people who with the bow and arrow, what are they called? What are they called? The archers. The archers. Yeah. So they got the nice quiver with all the arrows and them neatly sharpened. Very good. Nothing wrong with that. Steve Willis says a lot of commitment, Ronnie, led by the most high. You are speaking as a man in all caps. Anthony Van, Set, Van Zant says cheat God, cheat yourself, cheat life, and then nothing. Forget about love. Cheat life and then forget about love. Got to start with faith or love is a crap shoot. Very good. Truth spoken there. Um, looks like uh, Susan Donahue was uh, telling Mars Fool's Gold that he was up to something good. PBS Lover says, same play, different makeup and costumes. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Truth, Deplorable says, Mr. Steve Willis says, pulling a scab. It's like pulling a scab. Hmm. Queen's law defaults to King James Bible with two witnesses. You know anything about that, Ronnie? You want to chat on that? 
Well, where there's two or three witnesses, a thing is established. So, Well, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Yes, you are absolutely correct. You're absolutely right. So I guess that's the reason why they drag a couple of witnesses and a few of their homeboys and a couple of their homegirls with a whole bunch of taffeta dresses with big puffy sleeves. You know, I've never had a wedding. I've had a wedding, but I've never had a, a, a like the big giant coronation type things. I've always wanted that. I've always wanted a, as a, I've just, but I've never had that. I've been married What's before, that? and I've I've always wanted the big puffy sleeve taffeta type wedding. Never had. But, if you, it. but you know what though? Hmm. If you stick to the script, and mm -hmm. I'm talking about the when I say sticking to the script, mm -hmm. you stick to the script. Mm -hmm. We're all on to the wedding party when it's ah, all set. Armageddon time. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. But yeah, you know, just as a girl, you've always wanted to have, you know, a couple of your friend girls in a nice dress. And you always wanted a reason to lose that, you know, uh, 495 pounds. You always wanted a reason to go and let the hair grow, grow, grow. And you always wanted a reason to get everything tight and right just for that special night. You've always wanted that reason. But I've never had a wedding. I've always wanted a wedding. Huh. So, you know, I mean, for those women out there who had them, did the marriage last? Because I have a friend that back in the 80s, she got married. Her wedding cost her daddy at that time $28,000, almost $30,000. They didn't stay married, but what? Uh, I want to say five years. Let me just say it like this. They stayed living in the same house for about five years. Then they separated. He never had insurance, but he was a carpenter for a major firm, but he didn't. He was an independent contractor. So she stayed married to him just so that he would have um, her insurance. They went their separate ways, but she stayed married and he kept her insurance until the day he passed away. Go figure. But anyway, um, that's just a side note. Um, Teresa says, I thought consumption of the relationship or consummation of the relationship made the marriage. Um, yeah, it has to be consummated after the marriage. Generally, they would go back into the wedding chamber after the marriage. After they had the ceremony, then it would go into the uh, wedding chamber and then there would be consummation and then they were declared, declared married. So if you don't have consummation of the marriage, then you're not married. Um, there has to be in a covenant, there has to be the cutting of blood and going into the marriage chamber. There is, believe it or not, a small, significant amount of blood that is passed from one to the other. That is the cutting of the covenant. OK, that is the cutting of the covenant. So, yes, there has to be the consummation in order for it to be a binding covenant under the father. I mean, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. I think I've studied that ad nauseum. A license is nothing. <clears throat> it uh, I don't understand the tixiaks you to the government. Oh, ties you to the government, not your spouse. OK. And then Susan says, I'm talking way back, folks, from Samaria. Okay, we got that. The Oracle says, uh, state sees marriage as a contract like any other. Exactly. If you can get into it by a signature, you got to get out by, by a signature. And then they can charge you if you don't. PBS Lover says, yes. And then Teresa says, uh, again, that that the question about the consummation of the marriage. Um, the Oracle says, Teresa, that establishes the family. Uh, the government should stay out of biblical matters like marriage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right about that. The Oracle says, if people didn't divorce, there'd be no need for government to get involved. There you go. Uh, Sadguru and wife. I hope I said that right. Sadguru, Sadguru and wife just declared one day that they are husband and wife, period. I don't I don't who the Sadguhuru is today. Does it does not seem? You, how do you read that? Because uh, I'm I'm a little I'm a little uh, dyslexic right now. How Sadguhuru and wife just declared one day that they were husband and wife. Period. I don't know who 
the Sadhguru is today, and it does not seem the same. Okay, gotcha. All right, so Deplorical says, oh, I read that as consummation. Sorry, Teresa. Um, let's see, Susan Donahue says, Princess Diana dress. Yes, exactly. With the long train that little fidgets have to carry at each end. I want one little fidget on the right, one little fidget on the left, and they can both carry it in. Yeah, long, long train with a big, gigantic headdress, like uh, something out of coming to coming to America. Yeah, one of those long ones. <laughs> People be tripping over them. All right, so Rachel Van Ziel says, deplorable, deplorable. No, that's discussed in the Bible too. No need for government. They get involved in so many things. They don't even care about our father, but they want <laughs> everybody to get married under the eyes of quote unquote God. Um, and then they want to take the money and then they want to make sure that they can tax you as two. And then they want to charge you more for those taxes because you had the audacity to do it his way. It's just amazing. Wow. God married once and divorced twice. This is sort of making sense. Uh, never any cutting of anything. Yeah, well, yes, it's, it's the cutting of a covenant. That's what they call it. It's a cutting of a covenant. When you cut a covenant, there's generally blood. Um, there's generally blood when you cut a covenant. In, in the old ancient days and times, there was a specific level. And if you, if you understand, um, and we're going to speak here just a little bit deeper in the biblical terms of the, you know, the, the wife and the husband, that particular part of the woman is supposed to only be broken that membrane, which is where the blood comes from at that particular time or that particular juncture by her husband, period. And that then it opens up a whole to totally different part of the, of, 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 of the, the sphere of things. Now you are peeking into the womb as it, as it were. So this can get very deep, but we're not going to go there because I don't think that, uh, yeah, I don't think we need to. So the original witnesses were witnesses to the consummation back then. That was from Susan. Teresa says, I wrote it wrong the first time at deplor Deplorable. Uh, don't know what's going on. Still having a rough time typing tonight. <clears throat> Steve Willis says marriage license should not be a thing. Um, you're right. It's for the revenue and then ownership. You see that? It's for the revenue and then ownership. Wow. That's something else. A license is for something that would be illegal. Otherwise, a license is for something that would be illegal. Otherwise, is marriage illegal without a license? I don't know. Honestly, that's a good thing to say. Did you see that, Ronnie? Um, Deplorical says a license is for something that would be illegal. Otherwise, is marriage illegal without a license? I don't know. Honestly, that's the same thing we were talking about going fishing. You want to go fishing. They, they make it illegal for you to fish if you don't have a license that's given to you by that county or that jurisdiction. What say you, Ronnie? It's it it is illegal uh, in you know depending on what what government you know that you that is in control of you that you are under the law that you are under, but in the grand scheme of things, in the spiritual sense, in in Yah's law, uh, you you don't need a license. I mean, he already has given us license. It's the first ordained institution. Mm, really so you can just go pick a flower, and you and that flower decide to hang out forever, and you're not doing anything wrong. Um, because yeah. <laughs> one, if, if, if you, if you are following the principles of Yah, based on what you're saying, if you guys are living according to the principles of, of Yah, well, I mean, there's a lot of states that do have, and, and for that, they call it common, common law. But I mean, yeah. say for example, two people, they did have the principles of Yah 
And they were like, no, I'm yours, you're mine, and we're here forever. And they both followed that. Then I guess, you know, they're married. They, they, that's right. That's a marriage. That's right. Now, well, now, PBS, go ahead. No, well, I'm just saying for tax purposes, they won't they won't be able to file certain types of ways or what have you, but that's neither here nor there in the scheme of things. If you said it and somebody, you know, you had uh, some witnesses to attest to it and that's, that, that's what you did. And that's what it is. Mm. Well, PBS lover says the Ontario marriage license copyrighted by the queen's printer may mention having some kind of right to the product of union of the marriage. What the flip? Yeah. So there you go. You see, you start getting them into things and then you start to sign things. You begin to sign things. And when you sign something, that's a point of agreement. So right. it's no way you can, it's no way you're going to be able to challenge that later on. How can you challenge that when you signed it? When you sit down to the table of agreement, even if you're standing across a counter and you sign it by the signature, you are agreeing to it, which is really what they've always wanted. PBS Lever continues, cannot find a copy anywhere. I even asked uh, two consecutive municipal clerks at the lunch table to see a copy. Ladies made fun and never saw a copy. Hmm. Deplorable, deplorable, deplorable says, well, it's not illegal to fish just to catch one. <laughs> Steve says, hi, hey all, I gotta go. Thanks a lot, Car Perspective, and thank you guests. Great dialogue this evening. Press the like button all. I love you, Steve Willis, and again, thank you guys for uh, for being here. Thank you and the nerds. Tell the nerds I watched their channel. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. <clears throat> it was good stuff. Huge, um, huge, huge shout out to Steve Willis. Yes, huge shout out to Steve Willis. Um, so let's see. Mars Fool's Gold says, and we're getting ready. We're, we're winding it down, you guys. We're actually getting off here, but we're going to read down the rest. Only if you participate the act illegally. All right. So uh, Miss Susan Donahue says, ring on fingers equal ring in the nose and let around. Whoa, I don't know. Marriage is a church generally. Marriage is in a church generally, so it's got to be about God first, just honoring the connection. Yeah. Um, I want to. I want to read one. Go 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 go. So, uh, Miss Susan, Susan Donahue, Kirk, Scottish for church, Kirk of the Enterprise? Question mark with uh, a fire emoji. I. Susan Donahue be on point. Oh, all that's time. all I'm saying. She be on point, oh, and uh, and I am going to actually discuss that in thorough detail sooner than later. Actually, <laughs> that is that is huge. That is mm. huge. Mm -hmm. Here she follows it up down here. Got some more for you, Scottish Rite Freemasonry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's many that I can't, that I can, um, you know, <laughs> shout out, but I, but I definitely wanted to do that one. And it okay. doesn't minimize anybody else, but no, yeah. not at all. Not at all. Cause I, again, like we say, we, as co-laborers, we have the best co-laborers that are out there. Um, let's see, uh, marriage and a church. Okay. We said that one just pondering. And then the next one, of course, is some states don't even give you tax breaks for being married anymore. Exactly. They're trying to incentivize the singleness of it all. The law says having an expired inspection sticker is illegal. And if you peel the expired sticker um, off, then you should be good to go. <laughs> Check the local laws, not responsible for citations. 
<laughs> wish I never asked the state for a stupid marriage license, but I didn't know any better. Um, yeah, that's something else. Uh, let's see. Admiralty Maritime Corporate Law Marriage License over God's natural law. Yeah, because like that's I say, exactly go, right. you know, yeah, go pick a flower and treat the flower right. You know, I mean, it's it's terrible. It's terrible when somebody decides to, you know, to get married or be picked. And then the person that got picked treats the person that was the picker really mean or the picker treats the picky like crap. You pick the picker and the picker pick the picky. So if you guys are going to pick one another, then you both should treat each other good or unpick one another and keep it pushing. But don't pick them at all. If your plan is to not treat them right, let them be plucked by someone else. OK, Mars Fool's goal said. It all goes back to our birth certificate ownership by the crown. All right, there you go. Not with my ship, you don't. <laughs> Lockhart, perspective and faith, gratitude, brother Ronnie, right? Everybody, Lockhart crew in the chat. And we're about to go, you guys. Yep, the chin. Yes, what's that say? A government marriage license is actually a three-way contract. That's why the government steps in. When the product of a union is dispersed at contract resolutions, divorce. Contract resolution. Okay, so if you don't intend to treat them well, stop picking. Exactly. If you don't, because see, there's a lot of cats out there that can't get a good woman. Deplorable, deplorable, was already talking about it. They couldn't find a good woman. But there's a lot of bad cats that's got some good women. And they don't want to treat the woman good, but there's some good cats yeah. out there that could treat the woman good, but she's bound by what she believes and vice versa. There's some good men out there that got some bad chicks and them chicks are treating them terrible. You know what I mean? And then the guy is, is bound by the word. So he's staying put because he knows that it's not right to get the divorce because he really does understand how that ripping apart is uh, unhealthy. You know what I mean? So he stands still, but she's still treating him like crap. Good old Gomer. Gomer's treating him like crap. And there's nothing that he can do. So if you don't want somebody, don't let them be, don't let them pick you and don't you pick them. Leave them alone. Go out and do whatever you want to do, and that's fine. Somebody put something in the chat earlier about when a man decides to open a woman's vulnerability and then he piques her interest and then steps away. I forgot who said that. There was was it a Shakespearean thing where it's talking about a man who would it even could be a proverb or a psalm, so I'm not going to quote it, but I do remember the, the gist of it is um, primarily how sad it is for a man to entreat a woman or to make her think that there is a possibility. And then after he piques her uh, interest, he just drops her like, you know, like, like, like a bad piece of luggage. You know what I mean? Like a, a fake Louis, like a fake Louis Vuitton. You know what I mean? Th yeah, that part. Grant H says the government. Being in control of the family was our biggest mistake. Only God should guide the family unit. And that is what this whole night is about. It's talking about how the government got involved in shaping the minds of people who say they believe in Yah. Okay. And, and then, <laughs> you know, so go ahead, go ahead. No, just, yes, absolutely. That, that's it. It's they, they got involved in it. And once they got involved in it, people took that one scripture and ran with it that says, you know, to follow and obey the lands of the law. That's not what that means. It doesn't mean do it their way, follow the lands of the law. No, that's not what it's saying is, you know, follow with all your due diligence, the things that you know will keep you in compliance when you step into a specific lane. 
It's right. not saying switch it up. Huh? What's the number one commandment? Well, well you've got you gotta follow Yah. You gotta follow him. Him right. and you have to him. You gotta love, love. Him. your heart and all your mind and all your yeah. soul. Yeah. And all your spirit and all your strength. So yeah. um, you know, so yeah, follow the, the law of the land, but when the law of the land supersedes you gotta your go commitment, then go. look at PBS lover, he's right there in your backyard. You wanna read that? Uh government rule. Uh-huh. Go ahead. That's 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 your backyard right there. That's your backyard. Latin for governmental mind control. Mm-hmm. That Latin part, because I know how much you lose entirely the Latin. <laughs> um, I suggested to avoid flirting unless you were really interested. Exactly. And and you know what how you know how dangerous flirting is? I don't know whether anybody knows how dangerous flirting is, especially from the man to the woman. Women are created to respond because we are reciprocal we re we we are a like a light socket on the wall what you put into us is what you're going to get back but we are built to respond we are built and created to respond if you're normal in the head you're going to respond with a smile <laughs> when something sweet is said you're going to respond so when a man begins to flirt and he has and it's a useless reason for flirting um hi darling how are you sweetheart all that kind of stuff that perks something up she squares her shoulders a little bit as she looks over the counter at you while you're at the bank and she hi how are you well because she ain't been talked to nice in so long and so here you come in there flirting with her and you're tapping into something that you don't need to tap into you no intention of spending any length of time with that woman. You've no you probably got a woman. And it is so important for you not to do that. So what he says here is I suggested to avoid flirting unless they were really interested. If you're not interested, do not bother her. Stop that. And if you got somebody, stop it. These are the things that are tearing up families right now. That's a very good point, Deplorical. Thank you for that. As we leave here, we're going to read women interpret flirting as actual interest. Exactly. Because we're built that way. That's how we're made. God put that in us. Teresa, good night, darling, everyone. Good night in the chat. Love the channel. Sending much love and prayers for you all. All right. So good night. We've got Kathy. We've got a hundred and some hearts. We got love isn't a game. Men have to stop playing media, music, and movies. Make it a game that doesn't really work in reality. Absolutely, you guys. I love each and every one of you guys. Ronnie, do you want to go ahead and take the last maybe, you know, two seconds or two, 15 seconds so we can get out of here? Yeah, well, uh, when it when it's all said and done, I would just um, encourage the men to seek who they actually are and who they're supposed to be uh, in reference to their maker. And then and only then can you actually execute the how specifically you were supposed to execute. Only until then, it's it, it's vital to 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 know self. It is vital to know self. 
was very good. And I appreciate everybody for tuning in the man woman relationship. Uh, we just wanted to piggyback off of what we were saying today on the black spring with autumn afternoon show. And so, you know, we just wanted to talk, have a little light conversation, not as heavy as some of the other stuff we've been having lately, but we just wanted to tap into it. And we just wanted to talk. Um, PBS lover says many women initiate the flirting. Yeah, well, some do, but I've seen some men who practice that so that they can get what they want out of her. Right. All right, folks, I want everybody to remember the one famous scripture. You want to say it, Ronnie? Well, I, I, would, I, would, I was curious to know uh, any last retorts or remarks that Black Spring with Autumn had to say. Is Black Spring still here? I think she is. Black Spring, what say you? You guys are all good. I'm just listening. Are you picking up what we're putting down? Yes. Because I got your message earlier. Um, you're going to be signing off. Ronnie made a sad face and you said you need to lie down. I understand. So listen here. I totally get it. We're going to depart now, but I'm so glad we had this time together. I don't want to get a copyright strike. Believe it or not, that song is probably still very much intact. Listen, you guys, I love each and every one of you. I'm glad you guys got a chance to join us tonight. And thank you for the lovely, lovely super chat earlier, 1999. Thank you so very much. You guys take care and remember that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every single word that proceeds out of the mouth of the most high. Yah. You guys take care and have a great evening. Do not forget to love one another. Okay. Take care. To receive instant notification each time I upload, please hit the subscribe button and the bell notification. <laughs> Helping you along the way Helping you to make it through To another day